10 pence arcade podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Party. Get out of emulation and into the arcade with Retro Games Party. Arcade game hype for public events and private parties. With three regular community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no party like a Retro Games Party. Visit their website at www.retrogamesparty.co.uk and get involved. The 10 pence arcade podcast is a proud member of the Retro Junkies Network and Throwback Network. Hello and welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. We are podcasting live in a hotel room in Newcastle, and I'm with Sean Holly. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks, Vic. How are you? How are you doing? We've been together the past day and a half. Had a, had a nice kip together, didn't we? Nice sleep. Very nice, yeah. Mm. No spoon in there. Absolutely no spoon in, or yeah. ladling, or anything like that. No. Anyway. Should we tell the listeners what we've been up to since the last podcast? Yeah, there's a lot to go through. There's a lot. It's a big one. Uh, we're live at uh, the NERG event, the North Eastern Retro Gaming. Uh, we're going back there today, it's Sunday today, but we've been there all day yesterday as well. And last week, we had the Arc Aid 3 event, didn't we? We did. It's a good event. It was a very good event. It was a lot of fun, actually. I went there thinking, oh, I'm not going to repair anything, I'm just going to play games. But what happened? What did I do? Repaired stuff. You did. Anyway, I took Sarge Silverfox and little Silverfox, Billy, his little boy with us, he was great. Met with Mr. Holly, as I said. Gave him a spare, spare PC for his dad to play card games on. I hope that's going all right. It kind of, it's going there. It's getting there, yeah. And a new uniform for you. Yeah. Which is a T-shirt designed by, or printed by Mr. Tony Doyle. So thanks for that, Tony. They're brilliant. As I said, I wasn't going to do any uh, repairing because I was more interested in playing the games and networking, i.e. yapping to people. But I did get caught up in trying to get the evil Tempest, which apparently has no love for the owners at all. <laughs> Tempest never works. Yeah. It's one of those kind of games, I think, isn't it? Yeah. So we checked that out, and it's, the, the board set had been repaired by Gudler, who's the vector god. But sadly, it must have got knocked in transit or whatever, and it just wasn't having it. It went into test mode, and it was given a math box error, so an M on the screen, so I have to probably send it back to him to fix that, I think. We tried reseating chips, all that sort of stuff, no avail. So, you know, one of those things. Things do go wrong sometimes when you're in transit, so... Next, we went on to Centipede, which was uh, needing repairing, and there's a lot of work going on there. Now, this was a fun one. When they put it on, they got they got the board set repaired again by Gadler, thanks to, to Martin for fixing that. Um, and little of the game was playing, but it's the, the screen was shrunk about two and a half inches from the top and the bottom, and the image looked like it was displaying doubled, like over the top of each other. So I initially thought it was a PCB error. But this one had also been repaired by Martin, so there's no way he would let out his hands not working. So we knew it worked. So I turned my attention to the monitor. I wasn't certain what model and make it was, but I noticed on the tube it was a Zenith monitor. And our friends at Broken Token hate Zenith monitors. Apparently they're a real pain to fix. I was right. like, oh, God, it's you know Zenith. But the tubes are normally made by a different manufacturer. And someone walked by and said, oh, is that a Wells Garden 4600? And I was like, I don't know. And then someone else sort of said, oh, that's a 4600 when they walked past. And then finally Sarge walked past and said, that's a 4600. <laughs> so what did I think it was? A 4600. So which is quite a common monitor, which was quite nice. We got on our phones and got the man- downloaded the manual for it and had a look at that. I tried all the adjustments on it to get the image to come right to no avail again. And we concluded it could just be a simple cap kit to you know fix it. But that doesn't always, it's not a fix-all but we thought, you know, it probably would be a cap kit, because apparently that's one of the symptoms you get with certain caps go. So we didn't have time to do that there and then. We didn't have the caps, and, you know, there wasn't really a soldering station, all that sort of stuff. So they're going to send it off and get it fixed. 
I wanted to make sure everything was working, make sure the sound was working, the controls working, all that. Well, I couldn't really do it on that screen. So someone said, oh, the Gorf's got a 4600 in it, and that wasn't working at the time. They'd sort of abandoned that one. So oh, that's pretty good. We're not going to take the, the monitor out, because that would have been a pain. I'd already taken the 4600 out of the centipede to test it on the bench, so we could actually get to the controls and stuff. So what we did is we, we buttered them back-to-back, these cabs, mm-hmm. and plugged them in, because you can do that. It's not a problem. I've done that. <laughs> no, you haven't. No. But the thing was... All, all the connectors are exactly the same. There's no problem. It's the same, same monitor, same connectors. But the power cables, which is a 110 or 120 volts AC, which comes off of a, a isolation transformer, to, to power the monitor, the main power for it, was different plugs. It was like a two-pin plug. One was male and one was female. Yeah. So we did... This was called. I think we're going to call this the Roger trick from now on because Roger Cantor, one of our friends who was there as well, was with us today as well, and then yesterday. He just did his fix... With two nails, he just rammed two nails in the plug <laughs> and held it together. I could have done that. I could have helped you. Well, I, I would have let you do that as well. <laughs> and I said to him, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, go and turn it on." Hey, kids, don't try this at home. Roger is expendable. Our listeners are not, so do not do this. Um, <laughs> we can just get another Roger from our Roger processing plant, can't we? I didn't make know him, we had one of two, those. Two a penny there. I'll make him in my shed. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem at all. Anyway, clone Rog. Clone Rog. <laughs> It provided a perfect picture because someone was about six feet away. And I was saying, what's going on on the screen? Because I wanted to test the trackball on that. And they said, yeah, yeah, it's going, it's working all right, it's perfect picture. And the controls didn't work left or right. The trackball was moving okay, it sounded quite good, but there was no left and right, it was only going up and down. So, okay, what's that? And then um, I'm not sure who it was, but one of the watchful helpers, helpers who were helping us out noticed that the encoder wheel, is a little tiny wheel with holes in it, which does the optical business, it fell off and fell inside the control panel, so that'd yeah, be an right. easy fix. So we took the, all the trackball unit out, and um, we just stuck it back on again, and, and you know just screwed it back on, and it's absolutely perfect. But there's still no sound in it. How did you get the sound working then? Well, this is quite interesting. I'm glad you asked that. Actually, how did you get that sound working? Well, I knew that I knew everything was connected. The power, the the controls we tried inside the machine turned up and down. The volume controls were working, but there was no sound coming out. And uh, I wanted to make sure it was, you know, everything was going to work. By the time they get the monitor fixed, it all works. And it, it, I thought, you know, get the sound working. Sound is obviously is a common problem with PCBs. They just go sometimes. I've had loads of boards and lost the sound. What it was is I thought, right, I'll get the speaker. Maybe the, maybe the, the little spade connector just fell off the speaker. It's been, you know, knocked out, whatever. Right. And this cab was a, a little bit grotty inside. So I was like, you know, what might have gone on here? And then it was one of those things we took this sort of marquee off. It's quite hard getting the marquee glass because the actual glass ones, we be careful, it was like rammed in there. And the screws to take the little retainers off were rusted solids. So we couldn't get them off, so we had to just pull the glass out because the top one was off. So we carefully got that out. Me and Ian Ski got it out. I noticed behind it there was little tiny bits of paper and I thought, oh, what's going on here? Oh, it's yeah. a common thing, this. There'd been Mr. Mouse had been living in there. <laughs> a cheeky mouse had lived in there. So we feared the worst. It wasn't stinky. It wasn't that bad. I mean, you know, it's been it's been in storage, dry storage for like ten years. This cabinet. So we knew that it wasn't any living mice in there or rats or anything. But I carefully undid the the screws there behind the light fitting and sort of tentatively pulled it out. As I was pulling out, there was loads of paper falling out the top of this marquee. There's bits of like fiberglass in there and everything. And we concluded we actually pulled it out carefully. And Sarge ran away because he thought there was going to be a mouse in there or something. <laughs> he ran off. Sort of hilariously stood on the chair going, no! <laughs> and um, I tentatively pulled it out, and there was loads of mouse bedding in there. And we looked at some of the little little scraps we could see, and it was actually the manual 
this mouse had been in there, got the manual, because the manual's usually kept in the back of the machine, oh. and tr- dragged it up to the back of this marquee, like six foot in the air, and obviously chewed up and lived in there. And there was loads of it, and it was bleh, a bit grotty, and we all sort of washed our hands and kept our faces out of the way of it, because it was all like dust and that coming off it. It's pretty horrible, pretty perhaps grotty. The ma- my, uh, perhaps the mouse was reading it. Might have been. Getting you knew exactly what to do with centipede. Getting a bit of tech knowledge. So we actually got it out. I think Roger took it outside and hoovered it off and, and cleaned it off. And I looked at the speaker. The speaker looked in good nick. All the, con- all the connectors were on there. I thought, oh, no, what is it now? And we looked at the back of the speaker. And where the little tiny wires go into the cone in the back, completely gone. Mr. Mouse had had a meal of those, and he let them. Wow. So we just found a little tiny speaker from elsewhere in the museum, plugged it on in, and got it going. <laughs> Perfect working sound. That's so when, a good impression. Though, I'll put a sample in there, possibly. <laughs> I might just leave it like that. But yeah, perfect. So that was a worker then. All you need to do is get that monitor fixed or get a new chassis or whatever. And then you've got a working cab. And it, it played really nice, apparently. Excellent. But someone was like six foot away. I was going, what's it doing now? What's it doing now? So I was going left, right, up, down. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. So that was a good one. Other stuff I've been doing, finishing off Death Race. I actually got the artwork for the bezel off Muddy Music the other day. And I ordered some Perspex from Trent Plastics, which is a good place in the Midlands for everyone who needs plastics. They, they cut it to size for you and everything. Really good company there. I thoroughly recommend them. Uh, I put that on. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. I need to get a smoked bit of Plexi. I forgot to get it to hide the scratches in a monitor. Mm-hmm. That's an easy fix. Just get a bit of Plexi, coloured Plexi, and it'd be okay. Oh, I thought you had that already. I ordered a clear piece, which is quite a big piece for the actual screen, because that was scratched on the original. And, and the piece that Ollie Muddy Music got me printed was on this sort of um, one mil thick material. It's like a plasticky material. And it's pretty floppy, so you have to put usually perspex around it to sandwich the, the art in the middle. But because of the thickness right. that goes in the retainers, I had to use it just underneath. But it's got a flat area under it, so it holds it still anyway. So it looks really nice. It works perfectly. I'm really pleased with that. It looks excellent. But the other pieces of Perspex I ordered from Trent Plastics, I ordered a smoked piece from my Asteroids Mini, Mm -hmm. the Cabaret. Uh, It's not as dark as the original. It's quite dark, which hides all the screen burn and everything. But I also ordered a blue see-through piece to go over the monitor as well. And it gives, because it's a black and white game, it just gives it a little bit of depth. And you just turn the brightness up a little bit, and it looks beautiful in blue. I sent you some pictures, but they really don't do it justice. You have to come down and play it. Mm, it's oh, well, really it nice. Good, it's really nice. And I also t- I took out the deflection board. You know, I said it had a bit of a... When you tapped the side of it, did the thumbs on it. It sort of all the, all the vectors went funny. Yeah. I thought there was like... Um, and even and James RGP said when I talked to him on the phone, it's probably just a dry joint somewhere. And what I did is I took the deflection board out, which is a bit that runs a monitor, right? It's a slightly different kind of monitor on a vector. And I just reflowed all the jo- other points over where you put the plugs into it. There's a load of plugs go into it. And you can visibly see cracks around the pins. So it's obvious what it was. I reflowed all those. I changed all the caps in it except the two big ones, which I do need to do. I'm going to get some 6,800 microfarad 50-volt caps. They're quite big, chunky caps. You can't just get them anywhere to order them. Quite hard to find. Not really. You can get them on eBay. They're about two quid each. They're not that difficult to find, but they're, they're, you won't get them in Maplin. You, no. know, you won't just get them down the road. So I'm going to get some of those, and apparently that will sort me wobbly vectors out. Do you do them in a range of colours? They do, yes. Oh, they do, good. actually. Yeah. And that should sort the wobbly vectors out, and that cab will be nigh on finish. I've got to do some vinyl on the front of it needs replacing. 
bit of cleaning up, bit of, bit of painting on some little metal bits. And that's it. I've got a, a new overlay for Muddy Music. It looks lovely on there. It looks brand new now. I bet it'd be brilliant when it's all ready, all set to go. Yes, it's it's down nearly, I'll, be, I'll keep playing it. I should stop playing it. I do love a bit of Asteroids Deluxe. Mm. You got into that as well at the arcade, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. You got a good score on there, and it saves the scores on that. Does it? Yeah, yeah, oh, it saves yeah. the top three. Yeah. So that's pretty... And Normal Asteroids doesn't. I actually like it better than uh, Normal Asteroids, I think. Yeah. I I've never, to... never played it before. I've just, like, ignored it. But it is, it is, it is. Have yeah, a go at Asteroids today, because they've got an Asteroids uh, um, Nerg. I yeah. saw it. Have a go at that. It's a good game. No, I've played that a lot. It's just the deluxe I've never All really right. played. Oh, okay. Right, while you were busy messing around, fixing stuff, I was doing the serious thing in the, at the museum. Playtesting. Playtesting. You know what you get for playtesting, don't you? Yeah, go on. Well, you press the wrong I need one of these. No, you're not getting one of them. How dare you? I've done my own ping. You're not allowed your own pings. They're my, my business. Yeah, so I went around uh, playtesting stuff, looking at all the excellent machines, and we have a bit of audio of me and uh, oh. Vic walking around, and also Sarge. Yeah, because I was busy fixing, he, he took over, which and was nice of him. And special guest is some Billy as we walk around for the, the latter part of this audio. So have a listen now. I'll pop that in right in here. Hello, welcome to Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. My name is Vertvik, aka Victor Marland, and this is Sean Holly. As in, in your face, Sean Holiday. Not really. Right here we are at the Centre of Computing History in Cambridge. It's a massive area with loads of old computers and a few arcade cabs, which Victor's helping fix and I'm playtesting. I'm not. I'm well, going to be playtesting, you'll be fixing the uh, Oh my God. Well, I better call the um, fire brigade then. Yep. We're in the middle of a load of old computers at the moment. We're looking at an old PowerPC Apple Mac. We're looking at a TRS-80. We've got Sinclair QL. Apple III, really rare. A load of old dodgy, clunky stuff in the corner with 8-inch discs which are massive. What's that? That's a silicon graphics station with a really old clunky webcam on it, which seems to work. This was a high-end graphics thing back in the day, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Thousands of pounds. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. There's a big sort of server stack thing next to it. It looks like a massive fridge. Yeah. Oh, my Lord, I could live in that. <laughs> and we've got some consoles on the wall over here. Yeah. Atari 2600, NES, uh, Master System, PC Engine, Mega Drive, Mega Drive. a Lady Play. Well, that's the 70s corner there with all the really, really clunky old computers and ashtrays. There's a monitor there that is huge. Yep, that looks like it could sink a ship. There's a really old, a really square pet there, which I really like, a little green screen. Oh, a tractor printer for printing tractors. (laughs) A 3022. (laughs) There's a thing there, Interrec... Yeah, it's got a super brain of about 1K, probably. There's a huge printer there. It's the size of uh, my car. IBM Display Writer. Oh my lord. That thing cost $8,000 to buy when it was new. Or you could lease it at $275 a month. That's amazing how much it used to cost, isn't it? God. Oh. Uh, we're walking past Phillips. the teletypes here by looks at some really old Casio calculators and stuff. Commodore calculator, that's what Commodore started on. Oh, I had one of them. That's because you're 400 years old. Mate. Something similar to that, honestly. Wow. Is that back in the 30s when you were in school? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a, like a military computer, really. A Parenti Argus 700. Oh my god, you could kill someone with that. Yeah, it's heavy, you can't lift it. We've gone backwards in time, going way back. Hewlett Packard 85. A lot of these computers are all working as well, which is quite nice. So if you come in, you can actually play on them. They're quite good. A Minivac 601, that looks like a really old thing. 1961. Looks like a mixer, doesn't it? It does. I'm sure PCW, we had them in our school for word processing. Look at that old telly. Oh, I remember them. The wood grain telly there. The first online shopping system in 1984, apparently. Excellent. Little ZX81 there. 
Oh, we've got some weird little computers here. That's not ZX81, that's a... What is that? Sinclair? That is a ZX81. That's just a clone thing, isn't it? There's a clone here as well. Of Spectrum. Spectrum, really chunky thing. Wow, it's really cool. You've got a joystick port on it. Yeah, it might not crash as soon as you plug in the joystick. Education wall. The education of walls. That noise you can hear in the background is someone hitting something with a spanner to try and get it working on an arcade machine. Oh, there's a centipede, not a centipede, an alien syndrome on its side there. Ian skis um, in the back of that trying, trying to, to fix, fix it. it. With a hammer, by the sounds of it. Road Fighter, one of my favourite top-down driving I've games. But it, this is on a Canon V20... MSX computer. How many MSX computers were it? It was a collaboration, weren't it, between... Microsoft, I think, and a lot of uh, Japanese, Japanese companies. companies. Yeah. yeah, but it was Microsoft, basically. All oh, right, about eight to nine, aren't they? Different companies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're pretty cool, though. The games on them are very similar to ColecoVision. They've got the same right. processes inside. That's an Enterprise. I remember them. I don't remember. I, I remember thinking the joystick on the keyboard was a good it's idea. Really good joystick, isn't it? Yeah. Well, now we're near the interesting section. We're right in front of the arcade bit now, and it's uh, people ripping stuff out and making it work. There's an Electrocoin Spectrum, a Zenon machine. We've got a Centipede line on its side. We've got Alien Syndrome line on its side. The Space Invaders, Xevious line on its side. Gorf. That's a strange cab. It is. Uh, we've got a Tempest, I think works. And yeah. we've got a little sit-down asteroid there, which is quite nice. Apparently must... that was fixed last time, wasn't it? Yeah, I helped fix it. And oh, well so at the end of the day, it stopped working, it overheated. But it's I'm going to steal now. the board out of it, so I need one for my machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll distract them. Let's nick it. <laughs> we need to play some asteroids now. Yes. OK. in a big track. Oh, I'm died. You spend half an hour trying to program it. I had one of them and then it go down yeah. the stairs. It's, it's, scared, it's scared of dog. Well, that's it, yeah. Here we have a dragon. Here we have a dragon 32. We need your Atari brick knowledge, Victor. My Atari brick knowledge? I don't know about brick. Here's some technical talk. That's what I was asking, asking. I don't know. Yes, Roger's talking about the power brick on the Tempest, and they're trying to test all the voltages on it. You put the, your probes in there and check ground to 22-volt AC and all that sort of stuff, and 5-volt DC. And when you test it, if you don't have the board plugged in, it won't be under load, and it won't produce the right voltages. That's probably where you're getting that out. You've got to put something into it before you get the voltages. But I think you can check some of that. While Victor's fixing that, I'm just going to have a look at some more of the computers. There's something called a Taitung Einstein that is running Jet Set Willy. Let's have a little go. That. We have an Amstrad CPC playing Night Law. Wow. Atari 65E with a cartridge in the back. Oh, I've got Bruce Lee on that. Me and Vic were looking for Bruce Lee. Atari 520ST playing Esprit Turbo SE. Commodore 1200 stunt car racer on. Amstrad Mega PC. Right now, we're going through to another room with people playing arcade cabs. We've got a Street Fighter 2, a Sega Megatech, a 16 1 with a Primal Rage marquee, and the Lord's Veil with loads of MVS games in. Apple 2E, wow. Sega Saturn. There's a little red ball on the floor with a monitor in it that is playing Amstrad GX4000. We've got a Commodore Pet with that weird sort of monitor at the top. A few more computers around here. A Toshiba MSX with a cart slot in the top lane, Antarctic Adventure. An Amiga CD32. And an Atari XE console system that's apparently an Atari 800 inside it. Playing pole position. Going through to another room. Got loads of Raspberry Pis on. I think this is the educational bit where they have the school kids in. There's a load of BBC Model Bs. Oh, I can hear a Vectrex. Where's that? There it is. <laughs> 
There's an Oculus Rift as well. Oh, I should put that on and try it. As Victor was busy fixing things, I roped in Sarge and his son Billy to have a look around the rest of the museum. Right, fella. I'm playing games. You're playing games? What are you playing? What are you playing, Billy? Lego. Oh, he's Lego. Playing, yeah, he's playing the Lego Star Wars on the PlayStation 2. Ah, Sega SG-1000. Have you got any of these plug and plays? Yes, I do, actually, believe it or not. I've got the one in your hand, the Namco one. I've got that one there. And I've got, I've got ah, Alien Rescue. Yes, and I've got a Ms. Pac-Man version as well. It's a okay. yellow one. A Sinclair C5 over here. I'm driving that C5 home tonight. And a Neo Geo AES. No, uh, MBS in AES mode. PlayStation 2. The Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube. That Dreamcast. The, yeah, that was the first GameCube game. What's the Dreamcast playing? Footy game. I'm good at them. Aztec no, Temple footy. You can see the Aztec walls. You can see there's going to be a sacrifice any minute now. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> Sacrificial football. Yeah. It, it does look like an Aztec ruin, though, doesn't it? It does a bit. UEFA Striker. Oh, UEFA. Have Super got... Mario 64 on the classic Nintendo 64. Mario's fell asleep by the look of it. Come on, Mario, he's up. Oh, he's awake. And Spyro the Dragon, my, one of my favourites. Yeah, is that the first Spyro? The first like one, it. which today, now on PS1, will set you back 30 quid on eBay. Wow. It's a very expensive game to buy. Jaguar running Cybermorph. That's a famous thing on the Jaguar, isn't it? The unfortunate thing about the Atari Jaguar is the way the hardware was made, it made it very difficult for game makers to make games for it. Right. Same with the Saturn one, it was Yeah, Saturn had two CPUs. 3DO. Ooh, 3DO. And to finish, here's Victor's story about how he got his screwdriver back. It's very exciting. Phil, Nez for Life, who is here, has just handed me my sacred screwdriver that I lost the last time I was here. Thank you very much, Phil. Is that it? That'll do. Oh, I've got my screwdriver back. Put it in my back pocket where it should be. And also, apologies to people that I just cleared off. I was moving the car for wife because she parked in a funny space in the car park. Oh, right, okay. I moved it. I was going to come back in and say goodbye to uh, everybody else. Everyone kept saying, where's that bald idiot? I oh. said goodbye to a few people. I just drove off. Yeah. And I was halfway no. through Cambridge and I thought, hang on. Where's he gone? Where's he gone? I forgot to say goodbye. So apologies for that, lads. Anyway, let's do some arcade news from around the world. We've got a little bit of news, actually. been on Hackaday, which is a really cool site. Everyone who listens to this probably knows what Hackaday is about. It's yeah. a really cool little project site where people do some amazing things with electronics. And um, someone's made their own vector display with a hand-wound yoke. Yeah. That's, that's nothing to do with eggs. Don't even start with that. I'm not, I'm not going to say silly jokes. No silly jokes. There's Ma- some. Maybe a few. And they've actually been playing Battlezone on this little round monitor they made because you can you can play a lot of vector games on um, an oscilloscope. Yeah, it's quite cool. easy to do. That's how people test them. And they've been playing Battlezone on this little tiny monitor they made. And they made a little cabinet up with like a perspex back to it, so you can seal the workings inside. Yeah, real clever guys. There's also a new Battlezone game. I'm talking about Battlezone, yeah, yeah. There's a, a new Battlezone game on virtual reality equipment. I think it's the PlayStation 4 Morpheus. Is that like thing. Oculus Rift? Yeah. Okay. I think it's linked to PS4. I don't think it'll work on PC or anything else. Mm, okay. And it's a remake of Battlezone, but at least this one looks like Battlezone, not like the Atari Outpost that looked nothing like. Oh yeah, it's nothing to do with that. Story, sorry, was it? Asteroids Outpost. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing, nothing to do with like, that. Yeah. So remember Battlezone game came out on the PC and all the consoles at the time, PS1 was it maybe? They'd, they'd sort of filled in vectors, it wasn't vectors, it was all 3D stuff. See, I don't remember that. I, don't know I remember it. it, I remember having it on the PC years, it was a long time ago, it was an early 3D game I think. Oh. 
and the same awesome site on Hacker Day, someone made a pixel Pac-Man. Did you see that? Yeah. It was a little sort of pixelated display, and you just went around with a yellow dot. It was all yeah. dots, obviously turning on and off quickly to make the game. Really clever. I think he used the Pac-Man code as well, the actual code for it, mm. which is real cool. I love that. Oh, that's really cool. nice. Yeah. Insanely talented boffins, these guys. I love Hacker Day stuff. And we have a bit in our notes here. Macro's crazy Otto story. Yeah, I was Take talking, it away, Victor. When was at the arcade, I was doing a bit of networking. Yes. I was talking to uh, Mike Coates, alias Macro. He's a very, very clever bloke. We're talking software, hardware, hacking. He's really cool. When he puts his mind to it, he can do anything on a arcade hardware. He's a really clever guy. He just, a lot of the stuff he talks is over my head. I just nod and, and look impressed and say, yes, yes, okay. Mm. But he's a real clever guy. And he was saying about crazy Otto. And I said to him, oh, that's playable in MAME. And he said, no. I was like, what, even on, on HB, mate, or whatever, the, the main version plays all the, um, you know, the sort of hacked games. And he said, no. I was like, really? I'm sure I've played it. So you might have seen it, because it's been at shows. But I've got the code of Crazy Otto. There's only three people in the world have got it. The original guy who made it for CGE or whatever, GCE, whatever it's called. Well, that, that company. company did Vectrex yeah. originally. Yeah. No, 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 it's not. It's some of the ones that did um, the hacks of that to make Miss Pac-Man and the ones yeah. who hacked Missile Command who got sued. Yeah. You know, those guys who did the... And they it's made not GCE then. I'm not sure, I'm sure the initials, but oh. something like that. Mm. The guys who, who sort of ran that, his mate and Macro, they're the only people who got the code. And then the guy expressly said, do not put it out on MAME. I don't want it on MAME yet. Because I think there was some sort of licensing deal with, with Crazy Otto or whatever. But... Mike has taken it to shows before and showed it off to people, and it's the actual little guy running round. Mm-hmm. There is a 2600 version that someone hacked to make, but this is original code, and it's quite interesting to know that only three people have got it. So Crazy Otto became... Miss Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think people know the story about it, mm-hmm. but no one has the code apart from people like Mike, which is cool. Oh, a super rare game. This was brought to my attention from Alex, Chucky Egg Alex, who loves a Nintendo. He does. And Monkey Magic, an old, an old, old, old Nintendo game, has been found. It's like a bat and ball game, but it's a real cutesy game. And it's there's evidence of it, but we've never seen it. I think we've seen one picture of a cabinet. It's really yeah. rare, Japanese only. A consortium of collectors have bought the game. I think it cost four thousand yeah, dollars. It was wow. a PCB, a uh, control panel, and some wiring. Yeah, Alex, our Nintendo professor, put us onto this. And there's a very well-known collector repairer called P-Man, Andrew Wellburn. He's a real clever guy. Yeah. He moved to America. He's in, the, I think, the Bay Area in America. And he's part of this consortium of collectors. And they bought it from somewhere in Japan. I think Andy must have fixed the game. He's played it on YouTube. We've put a link in our show notes for it. Two links. Uh, the collector's called The Dumping Union. Which mm. sounds more horrible than it actually is. But they, they do this to, to preserve these old games, really rare games. Uh, and they've had it back to Andy in America. He's dumped it for MAME, so it should be playable very soon, if not already. And then they're going to sell it on again. But they, they do this. They buy these these expensive games, these what, rare games, and they dump them for MAME, which is absolutely brilliant. That means us lot can play them. Yeah, that's So there's awesome. no way you'd have played that game ever. Mm. You know, people didn't even know it still existed. And it does look a really fun little game. I was talking to Alex about it last night, Chucky Egg. Yeah. And saying, like, for 79 when it came out, it's actually kind it's of... as late as that. Yeah, it's... Uh, as that, sorry. It's a, like, kind of a breakout clone, really. Yeah, yeah. And by that time, they were, they were getting scarce on the ground, people moving on to shoot them ups and stuff. Yeah, and it's in colour as well. Yeah. It's not overlays, like, you know, breakouts. It's, it's actually a colour game. So it's a late game, a late version of breakout, really. I know it's yeah. got the little twists that you can... It's got loads of little weird twists in it. Have a look at the 
the YouTube of it, if you've not seen it already, there's sort of these little drills, and you hit the drills, and they go up onto his, this, it's like a monkey's face. A drill, that and makes you hit sense. The, you hit the drills onto his teeth, and his teeth disappear. And when you hit the ball over his eyes, they go all googly. And when you go over his nose, he starts sneezing. And when you, when you, when you lose the game, he laughs at you. His little mouth goes up and down. This is a little funny little um, sound. It's a really cute little game. It's real cool. We've also got some arcade blogs that were sent to us when I was in Madrid a few, well, almost a month ago now, uh, from a guy called Scott Fleer. And that work is really, really good. He's an excellent blogger. Um, what we'll probably do is put it in the show notes so people can read it themselves. It's quite long, but it's yeah. a very interesting read. It's done two, a two-parter of one, and there's some other. We'll link to those in the show notes. So have a look on the show notes. So we'll click and we'll links in the show notes, and you can read a really, really interesting uh, blog. Also, one of our listeners, Andrew Hannay, who's been on to us, he sent me um, a link for an Instructables, which is another really good site for interest in electronics, where he's made a Pong watch himself. I saw this. It's yeah. really neat, isn't it? Yeah. It's really cool. You can actually follow the instructions and make one yourself if you want. I don't think it's that difficult to make. There's a few bits and bobs and some soldering to do if you're into that sort of thing. And if you... Well, apparently... If I got one of these, Uh-oh. someone asked you the time, yeah. you'd just be watching the Pong. Yeah, really. you would. I've, I've got a couple of... Pong actually works in the background all the time while the watch yeah, is on. that's right. It? Just a little black and white thing going. I think you can... Can you play it on there? Is it just a display? I'm not sure if you can play it. It looks really cool, though. Uh-huh. Um, I've actually got... I think I've got three of them. I've got a series of Atari watches, so limited edition um, Storm watches. Yeah. And I've got an Asteroids one. It's quite a big... I like big, chunky watches. It's an Asteroids watch. And um, in the background, it's like an L- L- LCD display of asteroids going, and you can't play it, you can just watch it. Uh, there's that one, I've got a centipede one, and I had a breakout one as well. But I had them years ago, they're quite sort of limited edition, they're quite smart though. Oh, I didn't know they did then. Yep, they're pretty cool. That's about it for our uh, arcade news, but here's an exclusive given to us last night at the curry we had with some of the other collectors. There's a bunch of us went out for curry last night and some beers. And there's a little bit of audio here. We'll just play it right now. We are the 10 Pence Arcade Podcast. A, a bit of a boardy night out with the, the uh, curry house. And we've got Ol and Rav. Are you going to give us an exclusive next time we talk? Can you tell us about that, Rav? What is it we're going to talk about next time? Well, we're going to talk about the first multiplayer game ever uh, made and prototyped and never got out the... Um, well, it went to about four or five arcades. A game called William's Predator. Yeah, an exclusive. Never heard of it before. I've never heard of it before. No. It sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's enough. We'll talk about it next time. Thank you. William's Predator, what's that? That does sound very interesting, doesn't it? Very interesting. That's yeah. an, I've never heard of this game before. I haven't. And hopefully we'll get Ol and Rav on next time and have some more information about it. But that looks very interesting. Mm. It's completely unheard of. I've never heard of it before. Let's do some pickups, shall we? Right, my pickups. Okay, what have you got? I've got a lovely, lovely arcade T-shirt. Yep. Tony Doyle printed design. He's the yeah. T-shirt man. Nice T-shirts. Ten pence arcade podcast on Absolutely. the T-shirt. And somebody, yourself, altered the design so actually people know what we're about now. Yeah. I'm just seeing a ten pence coin, a little coin slot, an arcade. And the words so, arcade, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty good. I suddenly realise if no one knows it's a podcast. Yes, indeed. A we are, by the way. I'm there with a pink T-shirt with arcade on it. And I also got... Well, I haven't got yet, but thanks very much to Sarge for sending for sending you some little green Lego that apparently you, you shove some wires in the Lego and you can make a trackball out of it. Your technical explanation astonishes me. Uh, thanks, mate. Yes. Um, Sarge has sent us a Opti pack. 
it's called. It's from Ultimark. And it's an interface that talks to your PC and tells you what's going on with a trackball or a spinner. Yeah. You can put up to two of each on it. So what I've got to do so it's soon... it's an iPack for a trackball. Yeah, that's it. Optipack, yeah. yeah it's yeah. from the same people. Ah. It's a USB thing. goes in your PC and you plug the wires from the trackball X and Y and the powers and X on spinner into it and it tells what's going on it acts like a mouse basically it tells it basically fools your PC into thinking it's a mouse mm. and it, I tried it out and it works I've got one myself I've had it for years but I needed one for you because what I'm going to do very soon is build you like an A4 paper sized box and put the trackball in it the spinner and three buttons spinner as well spinner as oh, well I didn't know that oh, oh yeah yeah brilliant. I'm doing spinner for oh, you so we can play Arkanoid and Reactor and all these different trackball games and stuff so we can play some proper optical games we've never mm, had some chance yeah, to do excellent. before excellent that would be really good so thanks very much Sarge but also thanks to um, I had two trackballs turn up at work uh, Phil Murray, who sold me my jet fighter machine, he yeah. sent us two for free. Oh. I didn't even ask him. He just got on to me and said, oh, here you guys want to play some trackball games. Do you want some trackballs? Thank you very much, Phil. We do. Thank and you, Phil. And they're perfect. They work absolutely lovely as well. How you doing with jet fighter, by the way? Not a chance to play on it yet or muck about with it. That's my next, next little project. I've been That's... too busy doing the death race. That's very lazy of you, what? to be honest. Yep, it is. Just messing around with death race and fixing stuff at Arcade 3. Yeah, how I've dare been, me? I've been busy playtesting. Oh, a little pickup I've had, actually. I've not had many, uh, apart from the stuff for our optical business we're doing. But I bought a tiny little chrome effect sticker, a little Atari one. It's only about 20 mil square. Yeah. But I'm going to put it on the, the plexi of my asteroids. It just looks like a little glass um, insignia, you know? Yeah. And i put it in a corner. It looks really neat. That so looks like official. Kind yeah, of. it looks really nice. Just a little sort of a little tweak to make it look good, I think. And here's a bonus pickup from Oliver. Right, so we have Ol here, Alpha One. Uh, he recently got a Namco Pupman, a really, really rare cab. And my question to Ol is, why was there so little of them nowadays? Because they're really rare. You get Pac-Man everywhere, the yellow Pac-Man, but the, the white original Namco Pac-Man is really rare, and you got one. Why are they so rare? Um, I'm not entirely sure. So I've been doing a lot of homework. Yeah. First of all, thanks to Ronnie Dent, Net Dent on Jammer Plus, Ronnie huh? Dent on back. He found it in Scotland. It was in oh, a wow. tra- tra- um, I think it was Gypsies or Travellers. Yeah. They just had it in a trailer, along with wow. a load of other games like Super Hang On and... Turtles and Goliath, you know, just it was just yeah, yeah. it was the odd one out. Oh, right, wow. But um, I've been speaking to a lot of Japanese people on Twitter, yeah, through Alex Chakier. Yeah, I follow one of the guys he follows, Tam Tamasuo. Yeah, he's got some really nice cabinets. But yeah. he's put me in contact with other people. Oh, cool. And at the moment, they said the only other ones they know of, there's one at Namco's headquarters in yeah. Japan, mm-hmm. and there's the other one at that famous Japanese museum that's got the Galaxian. Have you seen? Pictures. Yeah, I have. I missed that when I was in Japan. And like, I thought, so they've got a Puck Man and a Galaxian next mm. to each other. Yeah, yeah. When you go inside, As, got, yeah, in the door, yeah, they've got a Galaxian free, and they've mm. got a Space Harrier and a Time Traveler, and cool. you know, so they've got some really nice pieces. Mm. But at the moment, I'm trying to. Well, I've emailed Namco, and I'm just waiting for someone for Japan to get back to me. Yeah. But from what I've read, because um, I found some Bally Midway documents, was uh, Bally Midway got in contact with Namco really early on in Puck Man's life. Yeah. Um, 
and then basically the yellow Pac-Man took over. Yeah. And that Japanese Twitter guy told me Pac-Man wasn't a massive success in Japan. Oh, really? Uh, so the game was more of a failure in Japan. Wow. Hence other games like Mappy, Xevious. Yeah. Um, no, that. Flourished more. Yeah. And Galaxian. But Pac-Man was really well received by the West. Yeah. Um, well, the ladies on the bootlegging well. scene, you see a lot of bootleg Pac-Mans. Yeah, yeah. So they, that must be the classic bootleggers get, seeing a new game, taking a few photos of it or whatever, mm-hmm. and then and then booting it really quick. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of licensed Pac-Man cabs. Oh, right. NSM in Germany. Oh, yeah, I've seen an NSM one, yeah. yeah Quite so, nice cabs. So, you know, Germany did a lot of lot well. They did Money a lot Music had one, didn't they? Yes, yes, yeah, they yeah. did. Cool. Um, so that, that's, that's what the story is. I'm just trying to find out trying to find out how many there really are at the moment I can only find two others in Japan wow so God. I don't know I thought there'd probably be 20 or 30 but yeah. from what I found there seems to be absolutely nothing the Namco fun. machines they did a few of them they did a Xevia as well didn't they and a Rally X yeah so there's some nice ones but they must be ultra rare as well I've never seen those I've only never seen the Galaxian and the Pac-Man yeah, in so picture that's pictures only I've never seen a real one Namco Galaxians in Europe oh wow Cinema 9 found one in that oh yeah yeah Alice, yeah and then Andre found one oh right cool. on level 42 yeah yeah and uh, Andre's one I actually saw that on, I used to check every single eBay there ever was I'd, I'd, I would spend an hour on eBay.co.uk and then spend an hour <laughs> on eBay.fr then go to eBay.be yeah. go to eBay.d and I'd just search for cabs this is like 10-15 years ago yeah. and I, I remember seeing a, a Galaxian with a green door yeah it's a tell door limit the green door like, that's really weird and I tried to win it and it went for like maybe two or three hundred quid yeah, on Belgian eBay and I didn't win it and I was a bit gutted um, and I realised it was a Japanese one I didn't yeah. realise how special it was but um, I knew it was special and Andre's is that very one oh, right. the person that outbid me and won it then just did nothing with it and then Andre managed to get it off him because the guy wasn't really a collector he just bought wow. it and just stored it in the garage so I've seen a lot of these um, the Galaxian style caps with the green doors but I think they're an Italian bootleg or an Italian licensed version so they're someone yeah. was selling one a while ago and they got a slightly different top to them technically they're Tekan I did a lot of work with Andy Wellburn oh, right, and we yeah. looked at them because I had a Pleiades that yeah. was the same cap I think it was a Phoenix I saw last there was a Phoenix but yeah. they're, they're, they're actually Tekan caps oh, right. and they're so similar to the Namco caps yeah. so I'm pretty sure that I almost bought it thinking it was a Galaxian I was going to make a Galaxian out of it I'm not you could, really, you could the, literally the coin door slightly wider I think is that it but the speaker grill every, the cab is cut the same yeah yeah very so similar the, they've been made at the same factory somewhere in Japan yeah, yeah. but hopefully I'll find out some more info from Namco because yeah. those guys tend to um, yeah, give us a shout when you do we're interested yeah. to hear back from that cool so that's about it for pickups I think it is should we do some feedback? Feedback. Feed me some back, as Mike says on the No Quarter podcast. Absolutely. We have got quite a lot, actually. Let's get through it. Uh, Ian Ski. It was good to see him at Arcade event. Always nice to see him. Yeah, first time I met him. Hi, Ian. Awesome stuff, Vic. Looking forward to checking it out. Suddenly, I haven't played Volfide. Typical after I said I would join him. But definitely give it a look soon. Oh, I also talked to Ian at Arcade about his Pac-Mania cab. Yeah. I, that was my second cabinet, my Pac-Mania, the second one I ever bought. Well, I haven't got it anymore. It's in an arcade in Weymouth, still earning its living. It's still working. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. 
And he also talked to me about his Namco Pole Position 2 he's got, a little mm. cockpit machine, wow. which is awesome. Had feedback from Dabix or DabbyX. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you pronounce that. Just started listening to the podcast. Awesome stuff. Like having a British podcast to listen to. Can't wait to check it out. We're very British. Yeah, as we are. At Tronads, as usual, he gets one of these and one of these <laughs> for um, being really kind to us and let us have this hotel room because he can yeah. make it. So thank you very much. Very comfortable. Thank you, David. Brilliant. Uh, Hitesh. We'll listen to this at work this morning, the podcast. He's also, keep it the great work, nice to hear that. But he's also said you need to go back weekly, one hour show. No. Nice to, it's a lot of work, isn't it? It's a lot of work. Hitesh, if you want to do it weekly, we will fully support you. Mm. Playing the games and actually doing the research and trying to fit in actual playing and actual fixing the cabs as well. It's just no, no way you can do it in a week and have a life. No chance. I've got some feedback from Neil1637, who we both met yesterday. Lovely bloke. Very nice yeah, to meet him. Yeah, had a good chat with him. Hi, Neil. He's put downloaded, but probably weekend before he listens to it. Also, out of interest, those who have listened already, what game is the high school challenge? He was asking on one of the, the forums what game it was, um, because I don't think he had time to listen to the podcast, but he wanted to play along with us. Yeah. So what we might do is put it out, hmm, maybe put it on the website. On, on the actual yeah. notes, so people know for next. If they haven't got time to listen to us, waffle on. They can actually see what game it is next and start playing, because a lot of our friends are playing with us now, aren't they? They're getting yeah. quite a little audience playing, which is quite nice. So maybe we'll do that on the website, put a next week's game in a different colour, mm. so we'll just see what's going on with it. That'd be an idea. That is good. Uh, DJYT, yeah. uh, another new listener. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying listening to these podcasts on my commute. Keep up the good work. When you decide it's time to talk outrun, hook me up. Ah, we were talking to Adrian Sea Monkey yesterday about our yeah. and we will get round to doing outrun. We haven't got the hardware to do it yet. We haven't got spinners and, and foot pedals and that sort of stuff. When we get spinners, though, we can play these. I think we could. Yeah, it's yeah. probably an, an, quite an easy idea to to adapt that. Mm. I'm, I'm not very good at outrun. I'm oh, not my. too keen on it. But the game is iconic. It's ironic, isn't it? It's no, not iconic. Ir- iconic. It's yeah. iconic. Yeah, and we have to do it. Because it is the. If anyone says to you, name me an old Driving. racing game, yeah. Outrun, yeah, and Ridge Racer, isn't it? Nice so driver, exactly. That's a really old one. It is showing your age, there. very old. But yeah, we definitely will get around to doing that. And and Sea Monkey uh, knows a guy because he's a big hacking guy, who does all this coding and stuff. Who knows everything about Outrun? He's rewritten the code. He's dumped it out. He's done different tracks for it different music, the lot. So we could probably do a little technical section on Outrun when we do it. Mm-hmm. We'll get round to doing that, uh, DJYT. Eventually, yeah. Oh, listen number four, our Benson Rad. Hey, Benson Rad. Great podcast again, chaps. Thought I'd make sure I put my feedback up straight away before my work sucks my will to type again like the last <laughs> couple of podcasts. I did not actually know what this week's game was like, which thing's talking about Volfide. I'd assumed it was a shooter. I love kicks, though. Looking at a video of it, yes, very much in the vein of Arkanoid graphically. I see it is on one of those Taito PS2 collections, which it is. I have to dig it out for play as it's my sort of game. I remember playing a game called New Fantasia on Main, which had rather naughty pictures yes. revealed and had cool music. There's loads of those. But we would then bring up Pinhead's face if he did something wrong. Funny stuff. <laughs> I knew it would not take long for Sean to succumb to the dark side of needing to own a cab. Yes, Sean, a nice little jammer cab is exactly what you need, which we were talking about the other day. And we have been discussing it yesterday, mm-hmm. and it's getting more and more of a certainty. I've yeah, got, I've absolutely. Got to get one it's coming. And he says, six months later, be one vertical and one horizontal. Yeah. Uh, good to hear of recent restorations. I've got quite a few that need doing now. He's got NARC, 
Millipede, Paperboy, and my favourite, Mooncrester. Mm. No. My favourite. Not my favourite. One of my favourites. More uh, for the... Actually, I was going to say more for the sound, but the whole game is just great. The sound is iconic. Yeah. You hear that in the background. It's quite nice. Yeah, I do like the sound. He said, you should do a tip section on fixing stuff up. I think we will when we get round to it. When we do a yeah. fix, we'll talk about it. I might leave that bit up to you, do you think? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also goes on to say, going back to the 1942 podcast, hey, 1943 is cool. He likes the sequels. No. Mm. Well, it's actually at NERG, and I'm going to play it. I'm going to give it some time today. Have a go, yeah, see what it's like. Uh, I'm going to queue up, get on it, and give it a go and see if I like it. I have played it quite a bit, and it's yeah. something about the power up system. You can either choose like energy or a power up. Yeah, because your energy goes down all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. And you can choose the weapons or to keep your energy or your fuel up, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, yeah I suppose. So you're not really rewarded for staying alive. Mm. You've um, yeah, it's difficult to explain why I don't like it, but I'm yeah. not so keen. He also goes on to say, it's quite long on this. Uh, I used to play it 1943 on some Silverline cabs in a news agent, a local news agent. So he reckoned it had Mortal Kombat 2, The Punisher, in 1943. He remembers watching some guy play on it for ages, smoking in the back room. <laughs> Can't believe it. You know, now thinking about what teenagers just stand smoking in the back of a news agent indoors, no less. <laughs> I like what I saw... So much, he went and bought it on the Amiga. Uh, and he also says, Killing Game Show on the Amiga is awesome. So was LED Storm. He used to have both of those back in the day. Right, we have some feedback from Christopher Cruz. Aha, uh-huh, Chris Cruz, yeah. From our Faceache page. Yeah. Love this one. Great work as always. Over the last few weeks, I've caught up with the, all the episodes since Sean joined, and I'm totally hooked. This Excellent. is the first podcast I've ever listened to regularly. The variety of content and your subtle humour... Keeps me coming back. Hmm. Keep it up. Thank you. Well, Chris Cruz is one of the team from Sky Curse, yes. of course. Yeah. Uh, and that's coming on quite well, apparently. Mm. Cannot wait to play that game. Uh, this is also from Face Palm. Sky Cursor team. If Sky Cursor had an official podcast, this would be it. These guys do it right. Excellent arcade centric contact, completely devoid of cynicism. That's nice, sir. Feedback indeed. Thank you. Ping. Yes, give him a ping. Roger Cantor really enjoyed the Adam Pratt interview. Well done you. That was good. Mm, really interesting you. guy, wasn't he? Yeah, what a nice guy. Yeah, and check out his um, podcast on arcadeheroes.com. Yep. Put a show note in there for that, no problem. It's all sort of industry talk. I mean, if you're into that, it is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of the modern stuff, doing the big, yeah. the big money earners and that, which is quite interesting to know that arcades are still working. Yeah, what's going on week to week in America, if you want to know that, he's really in, in the know on that. Yeah, with the new pinballs as well. Yeah. He's getting new pinballs as well. Yeah. Uh, Chris Plus Plus, sorry I'm a bit late with this one, but Volfide is a great pick. It's much better than the cutesy, choppy moving super kicks. Absolutely. Funny, I've always heard it pronounced Volfeed. Mm, good point, might well be. Presumably, to Volfy something isn't a real verb. It sounds like something you have to get done in court, doesn't it? Yes, we will Volfy this. <laughs> yes. But who knows, maybe you've got the pronunciation right after all. You're usually right, aren't you, you marvellous bu- Definitely. Thank you very much. I first played Volfide, Volfeed, Volfode. Yes. Or, as you say in Japanese, Volfudu. That's my favourite one. It's not right. He first played that on his Amiga 1200, and for a very long time I thought it was only an Amiga game. I was surprised when I learned otherwise. It was probably the perfect game to follow up 1942 with to balance things out a bit, considering Sean's expertise. Yeah, I like. That's quite a good point, actually. I've heard that from a lot of people, and even I've experienced it myself. You used to play a game back in the day, 
when you were a kid on the Spectrum or Commodore 64, Apple II, whatever, and you always think that was a game just on that machine, and then you find out there was an arcade port, and the arcade yeah. ports are obviously better as well. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. brilliant. When you say, oh, I used to play this on the Spectrum, and it possibly had a different name even, it was like a bootleg or a, you know, a clone, and you find out it was actually an arcade game. I yeah. love that. He's also put, anyway, if you like arcade-specific blogs, you which we ab- do. absolutely must check out the Golden Age Arcade Historian, which I, I did read a lot of. I haven't, read, I haven't read his blog for maybe six, seven months. Okay. But he is excellent. He's got such a massive history. He's actually written a book, oh, nice. this guy, and he never published a book. So it never happened for some reason. So what he's doing is putting sections of the book on his website. Oh, that sounds good. And then he's following it up with more research. Cool. So he puts things, he does post, like, what was the first colour game? Oh, yeah. And he goes into so much research on it. You know, it could be this Pong clone, it could be that, it could be, like, Gotcha from 1973's Atari Gotcha. Nice. With the booby controllers. Yes, they weren't, but they were. They really were. Yeah. He does such good posts. I'm going to have to catch up with them, actually. Yeah, definitely. I'll put a link in the show notes for that. Sound, I, I like the sound of that. I'm not and look he, at it, he yeah. does another section called Unmaimed Games, which is very old games he's found pictures of. from Death like, Race. Yeah. Jeff yeah. yeah. Both not in Maine. Mm. Oh, cool. Or, or actually, like, non-TTL games like that are still not emulated. Like Monkey me. Magic, yeah. which is just about to go in there. Cool. He's, he's awesome, him. I do like that sort of thing. I actually messaged him once, and he replied about six weeks later about something. I was researching something, the first shooting up I was looking at or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He has same guy, he has scored some amazing interviews and you get to read a lot of lot of fascinating behind the scenes stuff about Cinematronics, Exidy, Gottlieb, Centuri, Sega and many others. Yeah, he does these like retrospectives on companies. That sounds really interesting. And it's like an that. eight part series, he goes in so much detail, wow. I love that stuff. Nice. He even starts all the way back with the EM games, which is rare. He's got many amazing photos. You will see a lot of material on his website that cannot be found anywhere else. We'll put a link for that. All in colour for a quarter. Nice name. Yeah. He's an English guy, but it's all in colour for a quarter. Finally, that anti-aircraft arcade game that Shaw mentioned was later made into an Atari VCS cartridge called Air Sea Battle. Ah, right. That's I interesting. I thought I'd seen it somewhere. Because my jet fighter is basically the plane part of combat from the 2600. Mm. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yes, that's quite good. Uh, Phil V85, excellent as always. Very proud of my arcade ping. For his time pilot, awesome yes, score. very good score. Oh, I wasn't very good on that yesterday. No, I wasn't. The joystick's yeah. getting a bit worn, yeah. isn't it? Queen's a bit of servicing. Yeah. And who did we meet yesterday? We had a, a, a lad saw us um, in our 10 pence arcade podcasts. And he said, oh, I listened to your podcast. He's such a young guy. So how, how old are you? 15. So listener 15, as you are now known, you can have one of these. Well ping, done, lads. Ping, ping, ping. Really, really lovely to have someone actually recognise us for our T-shirts, I suppose, who says, I listen to your podcast. Mm. It's awesome. Thank so you very young. much for that. So young. We're corrupting a young mind with these we old are. games. But it's good to see the young people playing retro games. Yeah. Well done. You can see that at Arcade Club. Yeah. The bearded hipsters are in, obviously. They're all ten, but with yeah. beards. How do they do that? I don't know. They might be stick on. Might be. Yeah. In and disguise. Then, and you get the, you're getting the families in, and it's getting... Yes. Yeah. I told you this retro thing was coming. It's going, Definitely here, which I like. I'm really pleased with it. It's a growing scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last bit of feedback we just had not too long ago, I got on my phone. Matt at retroplayers.co.uk. Hi, guys. You've just I have just stumbled upon your podcast... Thoroughly enjoying it so far, and will be an avid listener from now on. Keep up the good work. Also love Andrew's Pong project, which you mentioned earlier. Mm. Brilliant. All right, watch. let's do shout-outs. 
shout out to go to <laughs> Mike Coates, Macro, who told me the very interesting story at Crazy Otto. Yeah. Rog for holding on to the monitor power plug while I was trying to check the centipede machine out. The crazy fool. Dangerous, but apparently he can be cloned. Yeah, so it's okay. Mm. Mm. Jason for letting us loose on his machine, the guy who runs the actual uh, Cambridge computing history. And we got a few fixed, that's quite nice. Billy, Sarge's small person, for being so well behaved on the journey. Mm. And his relentless energy. I'm not sure what he's feeding that lad, but he was running around like a blue-ass maniac all morning. It was brilliant. Smarties. Probably. Yeah. Making us all duffers jealous. (laughs) Uh, Phil, Nez for Life, who was there as well, helps out with the museum. And for finding my beloved screwdriver. (laughs) You love that screwdriver. I do love that. And apparently it was in the back of the Devious machine. He found it. Uh, I've had that man and boy, that screwdriver. Man and boy. (laughs) All the other people who we had a good chin wag wag with there and helped out. It's lovely seeing those people again. Yeah. I'm going to say a shout out to all the people I met at Arcade. Good to see some new people and all the people from NERG that I've met I'm going to meet again today. Yes. There's so many, so I'm not going to say names. Kind of forget somebody and then feel guilty. Let's do it like this. Everyone who came out for Curry with us last night. Yeah. And the Maximum Power Up guys we met. You lovely people. Vic's doing a thumbs up. I'm doing a thumbs up. That doesn't really help, does it? No. no. But imagine me doing a thumbs up, looking cheesy. I normally do stuff like that. I do. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Maximum Power Up guys. We had a good talk to the other day. Lovely blokes. Got into talking about... All sorts of... I don't think we can even use the audio we did because we were talking about video games, console games, arcade stuff, pinball, film, music. We went into all sorts. We just rambled on for hours talking about all sorts of stuff. We can put a bit in. Maybe. Um, also, two cheeky friends of mine... Who cheeky go to, monkeys. Cheeky monkeys who go to the Batcave, Liam and Aaron. Yeah. Right? They've done this YouTube channel called Show Me Games. Okay. And part of it is like a five or six minute section on a, on a game. Yeah. Caravan style retro reviews. Caravan. Ca- Caravan being the five minute games that Hudson Soft did. You know, the, the, do you know their Caravan shooters? You've not heard of that? Never heard of them. On the PC Engine, there was modes on certain shooter maps called Caravan Games. And oh, really? Two or, five, two or five minute versions of the game. Score as many points as you can in that time. Oh, I see. And then it finishes. Oh, right. Okay. So it's maximum point score. I didn't know they were called Caravan. <laughs> yeah, so Caravan style retro reviews, and they're just mucking about, basically, and it just makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. And they're playing these games. Yeah, so check that out on their YouTube channel. And they did number nine, Dragon Spirit. That's a good shooter. Mm, it's not so good on the NES. Uh, it's good on the PC Engine, and the arcade version's okay. Yeah, yeah. I saw the arcade version when it was in, re- in ground control. Also... Going to give a shout out to David Lyon, who's in the hotel room a few blocks down or rooms Probably down. Probably can't sleep because it's quite early in the morning we're doing this. Yeah, we're Cricket shouting. Is pinging yeah. and hooting. Apparently, he's a classically trained pianist, right? Yeah. So that explains his, ex- his dexterity on certain very games. very good games play, yeah. And why he can always beat me on Truxton and stuff and <laughs> most other stuff he goes on. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I've been speaking to him on the, in the car on the way up. And because he's a, he, he's done some Chopin, right? Yeah. It's some old guy who played piano. Yeah. He made some top tunes, got in the charts, if there was charts, back in 1760. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask him to do some Toa Plan, and we're going to do an album, me and him, Chopin does Toa Plan. <laughs> it's a great idea, what are you on about? I knew there was something coming, though. Yeah. I knew it. That's an awesome idea. Right, there's a new section we're going to do now. Yes. Called Forgotten Gems. Mm. This is cool, lesser-known games that deserve some recognition, which have been forgotten in the mists of time. Absolutely. So we want some suggestions for this. Any game that you think... That God, nobody that, knows about. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, no, sort of obscure stuff, cult stuff. Yeah. So if anyone else has got any um, suggestions for forgotten gems, 
send them to us. We'll read them out. Hmm? I've got loads. Good. I will have. I just have to think about them actually and write them down. But I, I've got loads as well. Actually, there's mm. loads and loads of obscure games that stuff I want to bring to people's attention that I liked. Absolutely. And also, I've discovered since. Have they got anything yeah. to do with bullets? Are there any bullets? In there it? is quite a lot. Of I thought bullets. there might be. Yes, quite a lot of bullets. There's millions of them. I keep I've finding them. Absolutely. I've got absolutely tons. You've, you've got one to start us off with. I have. Um, it's a game called Camel Toe. No. 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 Camel Try. It's got nothing to do with Dromedary's feet at all, has it? <laughs> right. There's a game called Camel Try. It's a Taito game, and we're going to cover it soon because we're going to have spinners soon. It's Excellent. a spinner game. And you play, if you imagine the bonus level of the first Sonic the Hedgehog game. I like that level. It's cool, isn't it? Where you, you, it's got this rotating background, and you've got to try and guide Sonic, who's in a, rolled him in a ball, to get the gem at the end. You go through this sort of um, course, missing out and hitting stuff and moving the, the screen around. It's like mm. that, and you're this ball... And you move the screen, the terrain around, like the walls, to get through an area to a goal. Mm. And you play it with this new spin the screen when you spinner. Yeah. It's a really cool little game. It does look good. And it's one on the Neo Geo hardware called Irritating Mage, which is a very, very similar game. Mm. And that looks really cool as well. So we will probably cover that. When we get our spinners working, I'm making myself a panel. I'm going to do you a box, like a control box. We'll play one of those. Mm. So Camel Try, everyone. You probably haven't heard of it. It's a really cool game. Right, the first one I'm going to pick is called Psychic 5. I've heard of it before. Yeah, a 1987 game from Jalico. It's like a cult Japanese game. Yeah. It's a cool platform with bomb jack style controls, so you can jump up, you can jump higher, and you can hover down kind okay. of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where you flip between five different characters by going in a phone box in different areas of the level. Really? Scrolling platformer, yeah. Are you sure you just haven't stepped into an alternative reality and that's not real? No, it is. That's a mad... why it's called Psychic Five. It is a mad game. Five characters. Yeah, apparently it's based on some Japanese manga series. Okay. The five characters, or inspired by, I should say. Wow, I have to check that out. I've not seen that one. I've heard of it. And each of these five characters have different abilities. Like one, one can push down doors. A strong guy. Another, another. A little girl can jump higher. Oh, okay. um, the main weapon is a hammer. Yeah. So some guys can hit harder, um, some guys can move faster. So you've got to change between all these little people. Cool. The graphics are really colourful, really bold and bright. Oh, yeah, I'll have to check them out. And nice. you, get to, you get to a little demon at the end of each level, bang him on the head with a hammer. A like demon. You do. Demon. So if you do see a demon, kids, just whack him on the head with a large hammer. Take, take your handy hammer out. Yeah. Bonk. And then you finish it. It's, it's a right cool little game. Well, we should have a musical interlude now. It's a Galagar dubstep mashup. Right then, should we get on to our featured game review? Yes, let's do it. Bumping jugs. <laughs> Sorry, jump bug. Yes, yes, better, thank you. Before we get onto the game, there's a YouTube link on our show notes, and it's from John's Arcade, Black Dog. Yeah. 
who's a well-known podcaster, does the arcade outsiders. He's the main guy. Yeah. And he's, a, he's got a really cool arcade. I'm really envious of his arcade. The basement I, arcade. I do not like this bloke because he's got such a cool arcade. I'm so jealous of him. Only joking. <laughs> he's brilliant. Um, and he has actually, he's restoring a jump bug machine. So get on there and have a look at that. It's really cool. Yeah, someone asked John on Twitter to join our high score thing, but he said his jump bug is broken. Is he still restoring it at the is moment? Is he still doing it? Yeah, I think there's quite a lot of parts on YouTube to it. He's going right into fixing everything on it. Yeah. That'd be quite cool to look. Yeah. Anyway, this game, as we said, is Jump Bug by Rock Ola in 1981, under licence from Hoey, Corland, which were Alpha Denshi. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Rock Ola used to make... Jukeboxes, they're more famous for making jukeboxes yeah, than anything else, yeah. but they went into the arcade business. And there's a bootleg version in Maine that's marked up Sega as well. I've never seen a Sega one, I've always thought it was a Rockola game. Yeah, strange. It's an eight way game with one button, fire, and it is bat poop crazy. <laughs> that's not what we've got written in our notes, no. but that's the nicest way to say it. Yeah. It's a bit mad, isn't it, the game? It is insane. It makes no sense at all, but who cares? It's a fun game. It is good. The game has a Z80 under its hood with a good old AY8910 for the sound. And the game runs at some megahertz, probably. Mm, probably does run, yeah. Definitely. I got this from Wikipedia, actually. It says... Fountain of all knowledge. Yeah, and I've, I've heard it somewhere else as well. Jump Bug was the first platform game to include smooth, horizontal and vertical scrolling. Smooth in inverted brackets. Smooth though. vertical is, is not smooth. It's not that smooth no. at all, is it? No. It's the it, first game that went up and down and left and right. Because mm. Vanguard was an early one that did that as well. I'm not sure what year that is, but Vanguard did that as I well. I think that's 81 as well. All right, okay. I'm not sure, but yeah. I think that's 81. That was a lot smoother from what I remember. Mm. Vanguard is another forgotten gem, I it think. It is. Hannes, our friend from Austria, mm. found a wall mount Vanguard for me recently, but I was too slow on the uptake to get it, unfortunately. That, that game, it is, is it a, a four or eight-way stick? Uh, four-way shooting, definitely. I think it's an eight-way control. That's what I was going to ask you. have got four buttons for firing That's... up, down, left and right. I've seen a cocktail somewhere. Don't go on about that. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, Jump Bug. It's not like anything you've played before, is it? There's no mm. similar game to Jump Bug, I don't think. I That's... can't think of any similarities to any other game to it. I suppose you'd call it a horizontal shooter, kind of, but you've got the platform... Driving game, plat- platforming elements as monsters, well. Monsters, sea. And you're bouncing all the time. Yeah. This control's a bit like Bomb Jack, I would say. Yeah, in the, in the way where you can jump up and down. Yeah, you definitely. can slow your descent. You can jump at different heights. And you can jump on things. Yeah. Well, you play a VW Beetle or a VW Bug, as known in the, in the US, a little randy car, that bounces hundreds of feet in the air, which is mad. And you, as you said, you can control the descent and your ascent with your joystick. Mm. And you can, with your button, you can shoot projectiles out the front of your killer Herbie car. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what them projectiles are. Have you seen them? They're kind of... Weird shaped like things. white rocks or something. We'll save fire. Mm. And your aim is to get through the eight levels of play. They're not actual start-to-finish levels. You just get different terrain. It just scrolls yeah. on as you do it. Yeah. But there's eight, apparently. If you watch the, the track mode, it tells you what they all are as well. And I'll go through those. These are, number one, City, where you bounce on skyscrapers on your car. So your car is almost as big as one of these things, and you can bounce on top of them. They are marked cafe, casino, hotel, etc. <laughs> I've never seen a skyscraping calf before. Have you? <laughs> That'd be good, though. And you avoid tentacled monsters, a purple joker, and a groovy purple skeleton yeah. that runs along the bottom of the screen. He throws his head in the air. 
Mm. He throws his skull up, and if it hits you, it kills you. I hate it when skeletons do that. Do they you? do it all the time, don't yeah. they? You can shoot all the baddies from your car. But when you try and land on money bags and jewels for points, they're on top of the, all the, um, the skyscrapers, and they're as big as your car, which the proportion of the buildings to your car have no relevance whatsoever. They're just crazy all over the place. Nothing who cares? Has, yeah, nothing has any relevance in this game, but that's why it's so cool. Really. Yes. But when you fill up... If you keep collecting these items, which are money bags, jewels, etc., and you fill up 48 of them, you've got a little quota down the bottom. When you fill up 48, you award an extra people's car, as the, the Germans would have called it, and then your quota resets. But there's a part in the game on the first level where you're even awarded points when you land on a cloud. Mm. We found a little secret out with that, didn't we? Mm. To earn some points. We'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. And when you shoot the Joker in the face, who's a real pain, he sort of comes really quickly. You get 900 points. That's quite a good scoring thing to get him. Mm, it's quite hard to get, but yeah. you can get him. Level two, you just sort of run right into it. It's called the plane. There's more clouds to jump on, which you get points for. And more the same as the first level, really. It's very mm-hmm. similar to the first level. Number three is volcanoes. Keep jumping on the clouds and miss, try and miss out the volcanoes. When they spurt the, the lava at the top, you, it kills you. Be careful not to get hit by those. Number four is interesting. You get to a pyramid, which mm. is sort of inside a building, sort of like a, a side-on cut-out view of a pyramid. I'm not sure where that came from. No. But you're driving or bounce. You're always bouncing in the car. You've yeah. got to hold down to keep yourself down. Otherwise, you just bounce up in the air. And you've got to try and get to the top of the, the exit, and there's all money bags, and there's horrible bats in it, purple mm. stupid bats. Oh, they, they don't home in on you, but it seems like they do. They get faster, because yeah. you showed me a little trick earlier when, last night when we were playing it. I've got some audio of you playing it, actually. So we're at the hotel room at the moment, and Sean Holly is playing on my Mac, playing Jump Bug, because he's going to beat MadStew.com. Time's running out, Vic. It is running. You've got to get 115 million points, or whatever it is. He's got 117, I've got 117, but he's Ooh. about 500 points ahead. And you just told me a little tip tonight about how to get some extra points. I've already beaten my score already. So I'm happy with that. I think I'll leave it at that, actually. So I'm not that good at this game, I don't have much time to play it, but uh, enjoy it, though. Oh, just got hit by a jellyfish. Damn. You pink swine, you. Let me in the arcade clicks. Clickety. I actually bought a big joystick with me as well. Came all this way and bought a joystick. Fool. Oh, that hit you then. No, I didn't. Are you sure? Yeah. Anyway, we're going for a curry soon, so I shall sign off. You showed me how to get more money, because you can get the money bags, and when you get the money bags, if you don't get off them quickly, they turn into skullingtons with burning eyes. Mm. I like them graphics, nice graphics. They're quite good, aren't they? But then you can shoot them, and then after a few seconds, the money comes back, so you can sort of level yourself up with points by just keep getting these. But after a while, the bats get really fast, so you've got to get out. You've got to bounce to the top of the pyramid, and you jump out the top, you hit a load of diamonds... And you get like a thousand point bonus for getting out of the pyramid. Mm. And then you bounce down the pyramid to the next level, which is more volcanoes and clouds after that. Yeah. Similar as before. And then number six is the sea level. This is the hardest part for me. Mm, it is. It's as far as I got as well. So you probably know my score roughly already. <laughs> this is the hardest part. You're traveling underwater in your VW Beetle. As you do. As you do. And it gets. I'm not sure how a bouncing car handles in the ocean, to be honest with you, but you get quite sluggish because you're underwater. Yeah. And you can jump out of the water, but it's yeah. best to stay down low. And you showed me how to do that level last night as well. But there's this idiot, beaky, bumhole bird 
flying past, lobbing, I think, like rocks down. It reminds me of the bird when you loop the game Kicker, Shaolin's Road, you get a bird that flies through and he always drops a rock at you and if he hits mm. you and kills you. It's like, why are birds dropping rocks on cars? I don't know. Have Underwater. You, have you heard of the rock band Hardbeak? Hardbeak? Hardbeak. No, I haven't. Is it, it them? It's a heavy metal rock band and the lead singer is a parrot. A real-life parrot. Are you sure you've not just stepped into this alternate reality again? No. And, right, Hardbeak, that parrot, is. I reckon it's this bird in this game. It might be. Mm. So Hardbeak featured in a Rocco the 1982 game. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Quite sure. As well as the bird in its bomb. The bird will kill you, the bomb will kill you, and you can shoot both if yep. you're good with your shots. So also will kill you will jellyfish tentacles, octopuses, and baby jellyfish that fly out the big jellyfish. And the bit I got to, I couldn't get past, was these annoying pink torpedo fish. Oh, they are so difficult. Yeah, they shoot at you. They come in twos. And then if you if you miss them, they sort of slowly home in on you and kill you. If they touch you, you kill you. And they get me every time. But you showed me a quick way of getting over them, didn't you, mm, last night? Yeah. And there's also, when you get to the purple annoying torpedo fish, there's a load of green algae above you, which will, it won't hurt you, but it slows you right down when you sort of, fly into it mm. which reminds me of a game called Atlantis which was a scramble clone underwater yes I and you can that. you can fly I mean you get really slow and you fly for the algae it's that sort of thing after what seems like a lifetime of these annoying pink aquatic turds <laughs> you land your bug on a red platform and it lifts you into the air into the seventh level which I never got to oh it's a good level that yeah, I after, saw you playing it. After all the slow rubbish that you've gone through this sea, you get this nice bouncy level, but it is tricky. Yeah, it's you're, you're above the sea level, so if you land on the sea, you just bounce up again. Mm. But you're supposed to stay on the, on the clouds. Do you get points for landing on the clouds? No. Oh, you don't in this level, okay. Actually, yeah, you do. do each, you? each cloud you get it increments it, in hundreds. That's right, yeah, I saw you playing it. And if you do it quick enough, you can... You can get to 900. Bounce up to 900, and you've got to keep bouncing on clouds. I'd say if you leave it two seconds, it resets to 100. Okay. But if you're quick enough, you can keep bouncing 900. Keep getting 900, so the points go right up there. Yeah, but it's very uh, hard to do. That, not an excuse, but that explains why I didn't get as high scores as you and our friends on Twitter again. Because mm. when you get to that level, the, the points come thick and fast then, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So number seven is the sky. Uh, you skimp on top of the sea and the clouds in midair while being bombarded by the wiggly things. Mm. They squid, do you think? They're quite fast-flying things. They fly right at you, don't they? Yeah, they do come out of the sea, I suppose. Or, or, or I don't know what they are. No one knows what and they then are. After you get past those guys, these weird alien things fly up out of the water at you and then they fire like a harpoon from underneath if as well. Yeah, if they're close to you, they do. And oh, oh, it's quite difficult. Yeah, it is difficult, that bit. But I think the sea is the most difficult level. Yeah, and then you get some boats that do the same thing. And after a while, you get to a yellow paved area with arrows pointing down onto it, where you've got a land. And I think that's it when you do that bit. Yeah. That's, I think they call that the end level. And, and it just a, loops back to the start then, doesn't it? There's a few more clouds that you can bounce on at the end. Okay. And you can, you know, if you're on a 900 roll, keep getting the 900s. Yeah, yeah. And then the clouds eventually fade out and you've got to land on the on the. Yeah, and that's the game is basically finished. So what do you get for this monumental feat? The word replay in the middle of the screen. Yeah. That's it. And it loops. I think you get, get 3,000 points. You get some points. Some points. Yeah. I'm glad you researched some points. <laughs> I love points, mate. Okay. So that's the game, basically. Mad. We've got secrets and play tips. I say in my limited... I didn't play it very often. I played it last week with my brother, who was going to send me a score. I think he got about 34,000. We only played it for a little while, and he's not a big games player, so he did quite well. And... What I say is to kill the Joker. Whenever he pissed, he's really fast on the screen and he goes yeah. for you. Is aim your shot, kill the Joker, and he won't come back for a while. 
Because mm. if you miss him and leave him, he keeps coming back. Yeah. But get him, you get 900 points for killing him, and he's an idiot. He's a pink fool. He actually, on the second loop through, I never got to the third loop, but you oh, get right. jokers that turn white. Oh, really? And I don't think they're more points, I just think they're like more annoying. Okay. You can you also get two jokers sometimes on oh, really? at once. And also Ooh. if the joker hits on the first level, if the joker hits a bag of money, the money turns into a bad guy. Ah, I see. So you're in mid bounce, you're about to land on some money. And he turns it into a yeah. idiot. He turns it into a bad guy How and dare you, he? you land on him and die. That's why he's a joker. Mm. He's a fool. How much of a joke is it? He's a crazy fool. Crazy fool. Also, say get the question mark bags when you see them because mm. they increment. So I think they they go like a three hundred, five hundred, seven. I mean, you get three together. Yeah. Or I think it's three hundred, six hundred, and eight hundred. Is it? You get five, seven, and nine as well. Yeah, that's right. You mm. get so it's quite good points if you keep getting. So get the question mark ones, and the other one as well, which some of our friends on Twitter told we we actually found out for ourselves mm. when you bounce on the clouds, um, sort of a level two, they're points clouds. They're like fifty, eighty. And question mark. Which is 200, I think. 200. Yeah. And when you, you sort of land on them, if you pull down on the joystick and sort of move along with them, every bounce, you bounce, 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 bounce you get 200 points for each bounce. Mm. So definitely land on those and keep getting the points as it scrolls on. So you get loads and loads of points on that. That's the real point scamming bit, that is. Mm. It's good, that. Any other thing you, you found out on the secrets? Yeah, in the pyramid. Yep. Have we mentioned this? You can point press a bit. Yes, you showed me how to point press, and I beat my score immediately when you showed me how to do that. When you get the... There's loads of money bags in the pyramid, and if you land on them, you get, I think, a few hundred points for each one, and if you come away from it, it turns into a skull, so you've got to not land on it and stay around for too long because you get killed. But you can shoot the skulls, mm-hmm. the flaming-eyed skulls, and then I've got a few seconds later, they turn back into money, so you can just keep getting them and keep getting them and keep getting them. But the only problem with this is the bats get really fast and they go for you. So you can do it for a little while, then you've got to get yeah. up to the top of the pyramid and get out. Yeah. There's a quickie way of doing the pyramid as well, isn't there? Yeah, it's yeah. like a gushing geezer. Yeah. And if you land on that, it takes you straight to the top of the pyramid and out you go, but you don't get any points. You get, I think, 1,000 points for doing the level, Yeah. but you don't get any big points for getting all the money bags. Mm. And it doesn't fill up your 48 along the bottom either. So it's not really worth it. I just hang around in the pyramid and get points. It's quite easy to get out again, isn't it? Yeah. The sea level, I think, is the most difficult, and other people on Twitter have agreed with us. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do the sea level. I might have to go back to my guy, but I could not do the sea level. But you showed me quite a good tip how to get because the, the pink jellyfish, as well as the the horrible beaky bird from the heavy metal band, are dropping rocks <laughs> on you. And you showed me quite a good way. I did sort of work it out myself, but not as well as you did. Is to keep to the right and then come back when you see the bomb. Yeah, so you dodge it. Or you, you dodge it, As yeah. long as you start moving when you see the bird, yeah. it will drop the bomb directly on you, so you even move left That's or right. That's right, it'll sort of home in on you, and then you just move out of the way of it. And if you stay down the bottom of the screen, all you've actually got to dodge is the two little jellyfish that the big yeah, jellyfish... Yeah, you don't have to worry about up. the ten- tentacles, do you? No. That's so you right. can get through that level, not easily, but you can get through that part. Yeah. But you don't get any points for staying at the bottom of the screen. I think that level's just get rid of it, get out of the way. And, and do then it. you get them horrible pink fish, which I think are the hardest thing in the game. The annoying pink torpedo. They come in twos. Yeah. And what they do is they home in on you, but they come together and you can take them out of one shot, both of them. Mm. So you have good shots. Otherwise, you've got. To, and if you try and just stay down, they slowly home in on you and touch you and kill you. Yeah, so, you, really so what I do is stay down, start backing up. When they sort of uh, join together, yeah. bounce up, shoot them. And if you miss them, jump over the mm-hmm. top. Because uh, they don't come back to you, they just sort of go past you then. And the and second loop it. through, they're, they're more difficult, they shoot faster, and I haven't done it, and that's where I've got to, the second loop through, the pink fish. Wow, well done. Yeah. 
I didn't get that far at all. So your opinions on the graphics, sound and the gameplay? I've got some opinions, yeah. What are they? Tell oh, me. thanks. Yeah, uh, I love the graphics. Very colourful, very bold. They're very colourful, aren't they? The gameplay game. is bonkers and I love it. Mad. Yeah, it's just one of these insane, crazy games designed by some drug-addled programmers in the early 80s. Or sensible Japanese people. Yeah. Because I think it was programmed in Japan. Right. And they just throw all the rule books out the window. No, we don't need that. We'll just... We can bounce on, on, on big, massive buildings. Yeah. But the guy's as big as a car. That's all right. We'll leave it like that. Yeah. There's a big cafe in a skyscraper. That's all right. It's a big cafe. Don't worry about it. That's a pyramid doing in the middle of yeah. after some skyscraper. Yeah, put that in. Don't know. Oh, we'll, we'll have a sea level. It's a good game. I think one improvement they could have done, well, they couldn't have done back in the day, but possibly nowadays, is improve the scrolling. It was very jerky scrolling, wasn't it? Yeah, the vertical scrolling is jerky, and the horizontal is not bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Mm. When, you, when you finish the pyramid level, you sort of bounce down the side of it. It's really, really jerky. The screen's sort of catching up with you as you do it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a bit rubbish on the old uh, the scrolling. The sound's okay. Yeah, it's sort of beepy tunes, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. good enough, mm. I think. Yeah, nice game. Improvements. I would may- maybe put four-way fire on it. That'd be quite interesting. I think you make it a lot easier, though, wouldn't it? And you'd have to have more... You'd have to have more enemies I think if you did four way fire so you could bounce above them stupid fish and shoot down or you could make it easier wouldn't it yeah that's what I'm after yeah, yeah. get rid of those idiot fish yeah they were annoying as heck now the cabinet I've got a picture on our notes here of the cabinet we will put a, a link in the show notes to the picture of the cabinet lovely looking cabinet isn't it I quite like it it's, it's, it's a okay. white sided yeah. thing it's a very similar to I think a lot of Rockola games came in the same kind of cabinet but it's a white sided thing uh, with a really nice little sort of jump bug, with a little smiley-faced sort yeah. of cartoony uh, car on the side jumping off a big splash. It looks like he's just gone through the pyramid level quick in red and blue. And the actual front face and the inside of the, the bezel, of the, the screen, is all blue mm. rather than a black generic camera. It's all blue. And the jump bug has got a really cool sort of um, bouncy font with little cars jumping on it with splashes everywhere. And the um, it's an ambidextrous one. It's got a button either side for left or right-handed players. And some little instructions on the left-hand side. But it's a really nice looking... I like a blue cabinet. It looks pretty cool. Just thought the jump bug, the little guy on the marquee, yep. is a car with eyes. Yes. In the game, there's a man sitting in the car. There is a little guy in there, isn't there? Yeah. I just don't think they, they're just doing graphics for fun. What can we so. put in now? Some fish. Yeah, right, put we some need fish to see. How about need... a pyramid? Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's put it in there. What about the... Did you read the flyer? It doesn't make any sense. At all. <laughs> the flyer's nice. Did really? it have to make sense? No. Not really. The flyer's decent, actually. I like oh, okay. That. Yeah, nice nice art on the flyer. I will put is... that in the show notes as well. I always put the flyers in. That is different to the marquee and everything. The flyer. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's got, Crazy stuff. Yeah, it's got, like, stylized versions of the Joker on it, and mm-hmm. they look quite grotesque. Like oh, right. Funny okay. faces, right? Funny faces. Like a, a Mr. Punch type thing. Yeah, Ooh, exactly. I don't like him. Mm-hmm. I don't. He was spooky in. Him. Well, Jumpbug was only ported to the Emerson Arcadia and the Leisure Vision system in Canada. 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 Yeah. Oh, never heard of I've heard of Emerson Arcadia, but I've never heard of that vision system. I haven't. I wonder if there's a guy at NERG, which we're going back to today, who's got a massive collection of console games. He's got a load of really rare computers. I bet he's got one. Shall we ask him? Might have to ask him, actually, mm. if he's got Emerson Arcadia. I'd like to see that. They had some good ports, I think, for arcade stuff, but it not is, many. It was, was it Atari 2600 around that era, wasn't it? I think so. I think it's around that sort With of a legacy. Bally, yeah. Astro, Cade, and all yeah, that them, sort of stuff. ones that just didn't match up to the Atari. All right, let's get on to this annoying thing of the scoring. The Twin Galaxy World Record 
is only 128,000 in Maine. In Maine, yeah. I just, oh, okay. People are probably not, not bothered. 850,000 in the arcade. Yeah. That's crazy score. Right, on Twitter I was saying, when we, when we were all coming up to 90,000 score, I put, any score over 95,000 gets an arcade ping. Just a minute, let me get near the pinger. Pinger. There it is. There you go. And a copy of Volkswagen Monthly Super Jumpy Special, which I'm afraid I made Doesn't up. Exist. I made it up. I don't know if people know You're going to have to write your own one with your crayons to, now. I'm going to have to crayon a magazine and send it out to two people. Okay. Right. Tell us some scores then. Right. Neil sixteen thirty seven. He just had time to play it before the podcast started. We were talking to him yesterday, so yes. he's got eighteen thousand and seventy. Oh, thank God! I'm not last. That's all right. Zipper. I don't think he's played it much either. I don't no, think he's a good player. Normally. He's an awesome player. Thirty two thousand. Uh, my brother next thirty four thousand. Yeah. Well yeah. done, Aaron. Yeah. I'll give him a pick. Seems to be brother. <laughs> and after that, who do we have? Me. Yeah. I got forty two thousand odd last yeah. night. Yeah. Okay. My previous was 35,000, so 42 for me. Yeah. Ian Cullen next, 52,080. Good score. Next, we have Leslie 70 with 71,620. These are getting good scores. They are now. getting good. And in second place, ba ba ba, me. Not first place, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm nearly. Trying my head off on this. 117,160, so I'm going to write me, crayon my own Volkswagen Monthly. That is a big score. Post it to myself, forget I've posted it to myself, and then be surprised when it turns up. Well done. Yeah. And in first place, who's beat me by 480 Ooh, points. close. Oh, in my face. In your face. Madstee.com. Well done, Majesty. Well done. What an amazing score. Pings everywhere. 117,640. Yeah, he was pleading for us not to play it, and I brought my joystick here with me. Mm. We played it last night, but it wasn't so good on the Mac, was it? I might have a play in a minute and try and beat it. It's over. It, it is, is over. It's finished. We've You're gone done. past the deadline. So well done, Majesty. I really enjoyed this game. It was something I have looked at in MAME. I never saw it in an arcade. Uh, but once I've got into it, I've really liked this game. Did you? It's you? a lot of fun. I yeah. really enjoyed it. I wasn't. I didn't have time to play it. I was doing too much at home and I was quite busy. And I, I regret not playing it so much. It is mm. a fun little game. It does get annoying when you get killed sometimes. It can be frustrating. Did you swear a little bit at it? Oh, tons of swearing. <laughs> Oops. Because you're swearing at yourself half the time. Think, why did I land on that? Talking thing? about no swearing. Yeah. I've been listening to the No Swear Gamer. He does a podcast about the... Atari 7800. It's called the 7800 Game by Game Podcast. I've heard of it. Similar vein to Ferg's 2600 Game by Game Podcast. Yeah. Both excellent podcasts. I'll put them in the show notes. Those Mm -hmm. guys do a really, really good job. The No Swear Gamer does a YouTube channel as well. He reviews games. And he's really good. Mm -hmm. Really good podcast. So so is Ferg. Here we are at NERG. We're doing a live The Art of Side Art. The Art of Side Art. Yes. Now, this cab we've got here is quite a tall cab, quite a wide body one as well. Yes. And apparently it's, it's provided by Pelican Rouge. Yeah. And it's uh, it's one of the, the section, the polyvend yes. section. And as you can see on the, on the, on the left hand on the right hand side of Side Art here, you've got a man yeah. with a blue jacket on looking towards him with a cup in his hand. He looks nice, doesn't he? He's he pretty looks, good. looks like, I want to I want to drink that, whatever he's got in his cup. It's an 80s thing, isn't it? And on yeah. the right hand side, you've got the control panel there. Yeah. You've got A to G. Yeah. Sorry, A to J, actually. Oh, yeah. And 0 to 9. 
Yeah, there's no stick on this. No, it's, no it's more than ten pence. It's eighty p a go. I think sometimes. it's just a, uh, just a button game. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. And the, the marquee's got a nice red line round it. Yeah. And you've got sort of like a big wide coin door at the bottom. That's uh, a massive coin door. Yeah. yeah, and it's a huge screen, isn't it? It's a huge sort of vertical orientation screen. Yeah, but what gets me is you look inside this screen and you can see like yeah, the graphics are pretty crisp, aren't they? Crisp, <laughs> crisp graphics. You've yeah. got you've got Walkers, crisp. you've got Walkers baked, you've got Watsits, French fries, Twix. My favourite, snack, snack, Yorkies, uh, men only apparently. Yeah. You got an arrow there for the ladies. I, I can't see how you're going to play this. I think it might be quite a difficult game. It might be. You do get rewards though. It's mm. quite a rewarding game. Oh, it's like a redemption kind of thing. I think it is. Instead yeah. of tickets, you get like chocolate bars and crisps. Yeah. Ah. Oh, I just thought of something. What? It's not an arcade machine. Is it? Is it not? Damn. It looks like a vending. It's a. It's a flipping vending machine, Vic. Oops. Oh well, that'll do, won't it? That'll do. That'll do for this week's the arts offside art. And now we do releases from this month in history. Like art. Right, June two thousand. We're going back fifteen years. Actually, this is at Nerg. Oh yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Star Wars Racer Arcade, which is the pod racer with game a, with a big old screen on it. Yeah, I we were lining up to play this yesterday. I couldn't get near it. I'm not okay. into Star Wars at all. It is a good game. But I there's had... a lot of gay people playing that game. They really loved it. I like it, and I had it on PC as well. Okay. It's a sort of floaty game. Okay, yeah. Kind of like Wipeout, kind of. It reminded me of that, yeah. yeah. It's a real mad, quick racer, isn't it? Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that when it first came out. But I don't you couldn't think get I've... near it. It was very, very popular, obviously because the new film's coming out I don't soon. think I've played it since I saw it in Coral Island, maybe. Yeah, eight, nine years ago. Okay. And the other one? Gauntlet Dark Legacy from Midway, the follow-up to Gauntlet Legends. Is that the one at Nerg at the moment? Gauntlet Legends is at Nerg. I had Gauntlet Legends and Dark Legacy on the Dreamcast, and I played them to death. I love that. It's sort of like a pseudo 3D business, yeah. and there's more characters in it as well. Mm. But it is a great game, especially multiplayer. It's a great game. Really like that one. June 1990, 25 years. Two obscure Atari games I've found, right? Thunder Jaws. Thunder Jaws! Jaws of Thunder that can crush stuff with their mighty... Jaws. Jaws. And underwater, left-right scrolling, harpoon em up Oh, never heard of that one. They invented the harpoon em up genre. harpoon em up It was a very limited genre. Absolutely. And Hydra, a hovercraft race game with shooting elements. I have not heard of either of those. <laughs> San Francisco, actually. <laughs> Very good, that. I've not heard of either of those. They're yeah. interesting. Yeah, obscure games. Right, June 1980, 35 years. There's loads of good games came out in this oh, month. Oh, yes. Astro Invader from Stern. Yes. Which invaders are dispensed from tubes. Get it on our list, old son. Yeah, I think it is. It's a great game. I think I it really is. like that game. Yeah. When the invaders come down, you can shoot them when they're going into the tubes. It's like another one puts them in the tubes. It's like six tubes or something. And when the tube gets filled up with, say, five aliens, they start dropping down. When they hit the floor, where you, your, your little cannon's moving left and right, like Space Invaders, yeah. they sort of, it fires out like um, an explosion to left to the, and the right. And if you get in the way of it, you get killed with yeah. a Bomberman explosion. Yeah. It's a really cool little game, I isn't like it? it? I really yeah. like it. It reminds me of Cosmic Gorilla, Cosmic Jeff a bit, yeah. where the aliens come down at you. Cool game. Mm-hmm. We also had in this month Carnival from Sega. Top game. I I think it's the Atari 2600 I played this a lot on. Yeah. I was really into this at the time. When I was well, about- Carnival, thanks to Alex again, he sent me a link on YouTube, on um, eBay recently for a cocktail cabinet. Sega did um, a, a to- tw- quite a tall cocktail cabinet, and that's what Alex has got his Sheriff cocktail in. Right. And they did a Carnival one, and I'd love to get that. It's a really rare cabinet. But this particular one 
was an official Sega one, but it wasn't the same style. It was a normal sort of, as you imagine, uh, a Space Invaders cocktail company, the low ones. Yeah. And I think it went for about £240. I didn't, I didn't bid on it because it wasn't the one I wanted, but it was nice of him to, to send me the link to that. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting machine, but Carnival is a great game. I always remember the sound being obnoxiously loud wherever I heard it. You can always hear that noise in the background. <laughs> what else? Also, um, Missile Command from Atari. This was a period in their history where they could do no wrong. Everything Absolutely. they released was, was a gold. classic. Yeah, gold. Classic. Uh, Targ from Exidy was also released in June 1980, yeah. which some people are saying was the first fantasy-themed game. Yeah, it was yeah. just a maze shooter, yeah. But it was supposed to be set in some obscure, strange Dungeons and Dragons style oh, and a story. World. Yeah, okay. and a backstory. Cool. Yeah, and that's it, kids. So, before we go and have some breakfast in a minute mm-hmm. and wrap this podcast up and go around Nerg again, next show's game, and you are going to pick it. Right. I wanted to do a Neo Geo MVS game because we've only ever done. You and Alex did Last Resort. We did. Yeah, we didn't like it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't so good. It's probably, it's probably like the weakest it. out of the horizontal shooters on the Neo Geo. Yeah. Because of that three. Yeah. The other one's been Pulse Star. Blazing Star. Blazing Star. And this one. This one is an isometric Zaxxon-style looking thing. I called Viewpoint by Sammy. It's got great music, hasn't it? It's got great music. It's sort of techno-y, like 90s-style techno We used music. it in one of our musics, I think. I think we might have done. You sent it to me, yeah. Mm. So... Go play Viewpoint, kids. Mm. It's a good one. It is. It's nice graphics. And I think we're both going to level playing field with this. I'm not good at isometric stuff. Well, me neither. Mm. So that's good. So just before we go, we're going to have some breakfast in a minute. I'm going to put um, a walk around we did at Nurg earlier on Sean's recording thingamajig. Yes. So until next time, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Thanks for listening, and yes, we'll see you then. Good morning, sir. Hello, how are you? I just arrived. I'm doing a survey on what is the optimum amount of pences uh, you would imagine for a pence. Well, I would say nine, but maybe ten. Oh, that sounds good. Indeed. And what, if you had one ten pence, what would you do with it? Put it in a dig dug. Ah. I'd bosh it right in a dig dug. And then... Right in the back of it. No, in the front of it. it. Make a podcast out of it as well. Maybe. Yeah. Ooh. We're on. We are here. We're at Nurk. Uh, we're watching a guy play a Blast City, playing Death Smiles. You can hear that. Good sound effects. Looks very nice. Turtles Machine X is going to smash up the hammer later on. Yes, no, uh, even. Oh, we've got Space, Space Invaders. Space Joust. Oh, bloody punch out. I hate that game. It's great. No, it's not very good, that, is it? No. Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct. Oh, Millipede. Loads of legs. Heeds of Millie. Bomb Jack. A bomb Jack and a mad alien cab. It's not a cab. Spy Hunter. Turn of the Jedi. Yeah, oh, lovely Frogger. Championship Sprint. Oh, it's still got two my high score by the looks of it. It has, isn't it? I think it's one of mine. I'll thrash that later, aren't we? No, uh, Smash TV, uh, Amadar. Oh, John Studley ropes off as he needs to be because he's a monster. Yeah. Oh, look. Toon Calm, not Toon played Calm. that. We'll no. get that later on. Yeah, that looks all right. What's the flipping Turtles Cup? What's the Turtles Cup about? Perhaps it's Turtles 1 and 2. Oh, we're in, we're in the arcade area now. I felt... Got a row of Goliaths here, millions of them. And if you spot the smaller one, that's my old one. Where is it? That little one with Salamander, it's quite Is it? All ah, right. Hey, James, you right? Hey, Sean. Hey, Vic. Hello. Mr. RGP inside... A Gauntlet Legends. I don't know how we got in there, but we better get him out before the event starts. 
Space Harrier. Oh, we've got a new one here, Power Drift. That's Power a Drift. Cabinet. That really tilts. All right, Tony. Morning. Right, let's oh, give right. you some grief now. These this, ones aren't on, they're broken. This looks knackered. Star Wars Racer. Arcade. I used to like that actually when it came out. I've not played it for a long time since. Oh, and a That's a good effect, that. Nemesis. Something in that. What's that? Just press start. Salamental. No, it's not that. Naming. I don't like games where you have to put your name in first. It's a bit sidearm, though, isn't it? A bit of a wobbly cabbage. I'm shooting stuff in the face. You get insane speed on this. Insane speed already. That's nothing. You get a few more speed ups and see how quick it goes. It's bonkers the speed of this. Oh, you can turn around on it. Yeah, two different direction fire. It's a bit fast, isn't it? Yeah. I'm shooting stuff in the face and nothing seems to be happening. I'm not dead yet, I must be pretty good at this. Yeah, very good. We have a gyrus next door to us there, by the looks of it. Ah, brilliant. Oh, some guys in the water, I'm shooting at them. Oh, I'm some power ups. Oh, yes. So you're getting a bit faster. It's being filmed by a small person. Oh, there's four of that. A bit of wood under that. Gyrus. Gyrus. Uh, Hunting. 10 with two, two Hunt. screens. Hunting ducks. Hypersports. WrestleMania something. There's a cab there that's not on yet. Don't not on yet. No. Or a bit of karate champ. Wonder Boy. You can complete that, can't you? No, not complete it. Hey, he's got a Coke holder on the side of his cab. That is well good, isn't it? Man. Right, we're just going to get out of the arcade bit now. There's a load of stalls here selling t-shirts and whatnot. Look quite nice. That dude's still playing Death Smiles. Going to complete it, I reckon. Dave, you need, have you got a... Rusty band. Oh, Rusty. Really? Where do we get that from? We have to go right back. Oh, no. Actually, might as well wait till, till the queue's gone down, I think. Right, yeah. Hi, mate. Good to see you. This is Mike from Wolverblade. Hello. This is a 10 pence podcast. This game is excellent. It's kind I of like a, this. It looks awesome. A Thanks golden axe kind of slash him up Look to Look at the beard thing. on that guy. Yes, he's well bearded. Well I like bearded. beards, as you can tell. <laughs> you beards should have come in cosplay like that. I know. That would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> I like the little things at the side, the little wood burners, they're brilliant. That's Thank like, you very much. It's, like, it's like real fire. I know, I'm going to play yeah, that. That's really burn. nice. <laughs> I love the graphics, they're really nice. Thank you very much. Thank awesome. you. You're looking at really rough video here, that's what game runs really? a lot nicer than that. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's not rough at all, is it? We threw them. Well, that, that bit is. <laughs> wow. You're perfectionist, aren't you, with the graphics? Well, we threw that bit in, just, you know, like in like the arcades, it's made yeah. like this machine, so that when it's sat and it's oh, not lovely. playing. Oh, lovely, look at that. A little cab, a little wolverine cab. Oh, the side art's awesome on it. Thank you. Will that fit in your car? Yes. We're nicking that. It will now. Okay, guys, Nergus now warning. Oh. You're now open to the public. Why, hi, man. That scared the crap out of me before I was going <laughs> over there, setting some <laughs> up and <I'm>, Jesus. <laughs> right, Nergus open. We've got 20 seconds to look Just at the rest of the game. Right. Right. There's, there's, nerds there's nerds everywhere. Is there a nerd in this bin? No nerds in there. <laughs> look at that. Oh. That's Clark Cade thing, I think. That's oh, cool, that, isn't it? Some Clarky Cades. Where's Simon? I don't know. Let's try and track him down a minute. Got some cocktail cabs here. Nice looking sort of newish thing. That's a six sixteen one job, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Hey. Uh, Kong of donkeys. Oh, Fixer Felix Junior. Street Fighter Ultra Four competition. Ooh, two quid entry. Ah, oh, look at that beautiful machine. Pilot of time. 
Road Busters. Road Busters. Mr. Do going down. Paper boy of boy. Papers. We've got to stop saying these things first, haven't we? The, the, boy, the, pole. <laughs> the first of Junos. Berserk. Placing not on yet. Getting something done with it. Oh, Assault. Nice cab. Yeah, that Megatech is Megatech system there. Nice little Megatech with yeah. uh, some gameplay in it. 1942. Where'd that come from? <laughs> Shinobi. Michael the Yeah. James has collected all this lot. Gorf. Travis USA, that's the one I picked up from Weymouth. Got a really wobbly screen on that, that's going to die soon. Oh dear. What a nice little game there, looks like it's got Arkanoid in it. Yeah. Ooh, Pleiads. Pleiads or Pleiades. Oh, look at that. Phoenix, my old cab. Phoenix. Still got the wobbly screen, still working though. It's lovely, isn't it? Miss- Tiny little Mr. Do. Mr. Mr. What? Mr. Who? Mr. What? Rally oh, X. Got a little Rally X um, cabaret, that's really nice, isn't it? I think that is the. Yeah, it's not new Rally X, is it? It's first wow, one. Wow, that's a nice game. Blasteroids. Blasteroids cab, yeah. You got the hunch back in? The back, like of back of hunches. Back of hunches. I used to look back down the Commodore 64. Yeah, I did. That's, the, that's a better version, actually. The little Zach corner here with all the Zachariah mad looking cabs. What's this one? Oh, a bit of Moon Patrol. Patrol. Oh, we're gonna, can we have a competition on can that? We play, can we patrol the moon? Because I haven't played it much, so that'll be a good one to oh, I do like that game. I've got a board of that, mate. I've got a board of that. Oh, yeah, that's Kung, so, Fu. Yeah, Kung Fu. I wonder if they've got a kicker set up. It's like a 60 one, isn't it? Yeah. Operation Thunderbolt, Operation World 3, Galaxian, Galaxian Quartet, Quartet Defender, Staples now, Defender, Robotron, Robotron Power Drift Upright, NBA Jam, it always seems to do players. well there, I don't like it, but it always seems yeah, to do yeah. well. Gun Games, guy, big, big guy dressed as a rabbit, yeah, he's got big furry ears, Pac Man, Star Wars, Wars. Stars. Asteroid, Super Hang On, Outrun. Oh, there's loads. We haven't got the pinballs yet. There's one there called Arcade Club. I think mean, that's called that, an SCI. That can't be right. Rabmobile, Daytona USA, Wetly Mans, that's not a bad game. Yeah, uh, Missile Storm, which is a sort of boot of uh, Missile Command. Pack and Paint, which Pack is Crush paint. Roller, isn't it? I mean, that resistance is a spinny, spinny joystick. Spinny, spinny, Crazy Kong. Crazy Kong, it's a boot, don't play it, it's rubbish. Lord's Vale with something in it. Yep, some SNK football game works there. Yeah. Is it a wizard which uh, James is busy making work? 1943. No, I don't play that. I think. I think it's a nice looking t shirts here. Yeah, some cool t shirts. Ooh, modified game boards. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good store, though. I got some stuff there last year, it's really nice. Stop. It's getting busy very quick. It's getting busy, there's a lot of nerds coming in. Nerd nerds. Yeah, I just saw, just saw uh, Ian there. Oh, plush toys. Lots of plush toys. Some other things. Lots and lots of plush toys. This is going to cater more for the cosplay type of people, I think. Well, we're coming down to the pinball area now. Yep, coming down to pinballs. Loads of uh, memorabilia and stuff, and games for sale and such. That one, I saw that at 8-Bit Flip. It's a beautiful game. Fathom, Fathom yeah. yeah. It's really nice. All right, sort of blue LED. Let's go for the pinballs, then. We've got Fathom. Stargate. Stargate. One called Raven, which are the lady with a gun on it. <laughs> that's very 80s, that's isn't it? That's very 80s. Uh, Robo War. Medieval oh, Madness. That's a brilliant game. Yeah. Fishtail's really Fish good. Adam's Family. Adam's really good. Black Rose. Black These Rose. are all the pro- proper properties. ACDC, massive game. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. It's the American. Oh, this kind of... <laughs> Thank you very much. He's left it. He's in the building. Yes. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Monopoly. Oh, Super Mario Brothers. Excellent. Star Wars. Yep, that's Demolition the old man. Thing, not the newest one. Yeah, I like that one though. Yeah. Vector. Vector. It's nearly like Vector. You got over this side. T2. I'd say that Vector, if we scratch out the E and make it to Vector, I think you should. But if you're standing by it, yeah, before the pinball guys kick our head in. 
And some people sorting out a white water, which is a really nice look. Terminator 2, white water. Not so keen on the pinball white water, it's quite hard. I like it. Paragon. Yeah, some old EM oh, for Magic An City. old one. Really old, skinny one. Oh, I like them, I really like them. Oh, it's a really odd looking one with a really weird back glass. You can fire at the back glass. Banzai. Banzai run. Never seen that one before. I haven't. It looks like you can flick the ball at the back of the back glass and do it like a, a vertical pinball. God, that'd be a very oh, steep kind of game. Yeah, yeah. There's a game called Chokers. Police force with a flashy police siren. Swords of Fury! I like a sword of fury. Well, I chose the Tycoon. I never knew they made a pinball of it. Nice. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Popular. Flintstones. Lord of the Springs. That's a great game. Uh, fast break, which looks like a sort of um, basketball themed one. Jackpot. Yeah, another white water. Oh, nice. Party zone. Party zone. Yeah. And some more vendors. Uh, some more uh, pinball vendors here doing the squeaky talks. Uh, some more memorabilia, hats and t-shirts. I like the big red. Oh, I like the uh, Pac-Man. No, no. Ghost. Uh, quite like the Totoro t-shirt. The what? The great one you would use. Totoro? Who's that? What? Never heard of that. That lady who's son is going to beat your head in later on for that. It's a very famous film from my neighbour Totoro. Is that lady with blue girl. hair? Yeah, she's going to duff you right I'm going to have to watch out for her. Yeah. going to nut you later. JXD's for sale. Oh yeah, they're really popular, aren't they? Have you got one? No, I haven't actually. No, I haven't. I might have check them out though. Please don't let me buy one. May I say it's not good enough for small gaming anymore, you know? No, my thumbs aren't. I, got a, I broke my left-handed thumb years ago. Oh, uh, and I was playing my PSP on the way here and I wasn't doing very well because my thumbs hurt. <laughs> I'm useless. Oh dear. Walking past, uh, well, on the right loads hand side, which we'll go up in a minute, loads of consoles. There's a guy here who's got a collection of over 400 consoles. Yeah. I can't remember his name now. We saw him last year. He was a bit of a nutty looking guy. Two Vectrexes. Two Vectrexes. Have, have you got your Vector Pilot yet? No, I'm getting for my birthday. Oh, damn. Yeah, and I will play it. Loads of consoles. Oh, there's some Dreamcasts there. Yeah. Jet Set Radio Grind. Sonic on a Mega Drive. Uh, this is Simon Clark Cade's uh, yeah. machines. That little dedicated Galaxian. Nice. It's an Anto version as well. Yeah. That's nice. Awesome. And a Robotron. A Robotron. A Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Good screens, yeah. aren't they? There's a Clarky Cade um, fighter there. Six button thing for playing uh, SNK yeah. and stuff. Scramble. This is the one I've got. Yeah, it's nice. The yeah, model I've yeah. got. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, right, so rubbish, they are absolutely All rubbish. Right. Here he is, the man himself. This is Simon from Clark Kane, how are you doing? I'm very well, how are you? joking, oh, your right, are beautiful, oh, mate. Thank I love you it. I really like the Galaxian, the Namco version. Yes. The idea that you've done it as a Namco, yes. not a Midway, is That's lovely. That's it, it's going nice. to be original. Yeah, absolutely. Really cool. Is that your cab up by the front, the tabletop thing? No, that's not mine. That, that's uh, a oh, they're not very good, them ones. They're, they're, they're the competition. Oh, oh okay. we're poor. We're good. very poor. We're, we're <laughs> pick the leads later on. Um, you do know when we go back there, we say, "Oh, them Clark cables are rubbish." Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. Absolutely lovely. How are you guys? You good. All right? yeah, yeah, very good. Just thank got you. Trying to walk around before it gets too busy, but Definitely. it's busy already. It yeah. is. Been busy. here like five minutes. And it's it busy already. Busy. We've got. Um, Five new designs for this year. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the classic. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The retro. Yeah. The oh, wood grain. Yeah. Yeah. And we got the mini fighter. Yeah. And the big fighter. Yeah, we saw the big one. Yeah. It's been redesigned with a marquee across the top. Oh, nice. Yeah. Underlights. I need to talk nice. to you about your classic. Oh, underlights. Yes. I need to talk to you about um, leaf switches. Ah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. That would be a proper classic. I know all about leaf, uh, yeah, yeah. leaf switches now. Yeah. Because you can hit them faster. Especially with stuff like um, track and field. Uh, shooters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I quite like my shooters. Do you? Mm, not bad, that. they're not bad. Well, so, well, we'll see you later, later, son. Let's go, yeah.
That's a GCL home computer. That's a sword. A sword. M5 ah. computer. It's a tiny little thing, isn't it? I, I have heard of that. It's got a game in it called Up, Up Balloon by a company called Monkey Punch. I like the name of that. King of Fighters on the Nudger. Neo Geo CD there. Sharp 68000, let's have a go on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Proper shooter's uh, yeah. computer, that is. Lovely looking little thing as well, isn't it? Yeah. This is one of the places where you find a lot of retro obscure stuff you'll never see anywhere else. The guy who owns this, I'll get his name later on, has got loads of them. an Apple Bandai Pip in there. Yeah. That is as rare as Sparkly Rockin' on Spook. Hen's gold teeth. I was playing a race run, I think it was an outrun, it has a really good version on there. Oh, cool. It's got a little trap ball in the controller, you know, sir. Ooh, that's really sweet, isn't it? I like. That's a clever idea. Next door to that, we've got Casio Loopy. I love the name of that. It looks like a kid's toy. Yeah. It's got a massive eject button on it. It's playing like a real Japanese funny looking game there on cartridge. Oh, look at that. Have to look at that later on. It's got some sort of weird cassette in there by the looks of it. Oh, I load off cassette. Xbox super cassette version. That is really nice. Wow. Look at the little controllers. How cool are they? We're going to take some pictures for these things later on. Yeah. It's really sweet, guys. That's really nice. Don't know what it's playing, but... FM Towns Marty by Fujitsu. Yeah. So Another good machine. Japanese one as well. NEC Turbo Duo, which is the one with the CD and the hoop cards in it. With a six, a five-player multi-tap. How weird is that? That must be for Bomberman or something, I suppose. PCFX, another Japanese computer. Yes. Uh, Turbo graphics. graphics. What is that looking thing there? Look, the covers come off the hue card. That's an Everdrive, you fool. You're joking. No, that's what oh. one looks like. Ah! They're really cool. Is it? Reset button. Uh, we've got also a Pioneer Laser Active. It's a massive looking thing with laser discs by the looks of it. There's a game on there showing called Rocket Coaster by Taito. It's not a 3DO kind of thing, is it? No, no, it's a laser disc. It's got a laser disc inside. Wow. How queer. There's lots of weird stuff. A new one. A new one? I've never seen one like of them. It's like a DVD player. It's got yeah. DVDs in it. And it's playing a version of Tempest by the way. Well, Jeff Minter did something for this, that didn't he? That must be it, I yeah. think. Awesome. Got a 3DO next to it with some sort of a road rash game going on there. Yeah. Jerky looking thing. Got a Philips CDO with a really bad Zelda on it. Oh, they had a few really terrible ones, didn't they? Yeah, there's a bit 20 now, looks at Oh, the original Commodore joystick, look at that. God! Triangular joystick. I remember them. That's playing the multi-cart that we was using at the, um, the museum last week. Yeah. Remember? Wow, yeah. Something called a Zap It Game Wave. I've never even heard of them before. And it's got DVDs. And it's got like six remotes in a oh, box. Wow, it must be some sort of party machine. How cool is that? Well, there's the famous Retro 5 there. And that version that the young lad's playing Street Fighter 2 looks really authentic. It yeah, does, I was actually. To, I was into a podcast on the way up about Ratron 5. It's actually quite good. Mm. Uh, Sony PSX. Not to be confused with the PlayStation 1. That's a PSX. That's that weird-looking thing. So what is that inside? I think it's just a PlayStation. It's a different version of it. Yeah, CD and DVD. Emotion Engine. That's what the PlayStation had on it. What's that? It's a Z. It's a, a thing called a Tech Toy Zebo. Zebo. It looks a really smart-looking little thing, doesn't it? It does. It's not too sure about the pads. A bit wibbly wobbly, but the actual machine looks lovely. Tommy Pewter. Pewter. <laughs> I've never heard of that. And it's got Frogger in it. So it's got to yeah. be good. It's a Japanese computer, obviously, because there's Japanese text on the keys. With disc controllers. It's got really weird-looking disc controllers. But I'll have a good quick game in uh, Frogger, haven't I? Graphic. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing, it's all in Japanese. No, no. 
Press some buttons. No, no, it's not working. I'm having that. I'll leave it there. Yeah, it's press, press RT. Here you go. Oh, graphic. Oh, it's working. Oh, I've broken. Are, are you sure? No, I've broken. broken. Let's move on. There's a, what is that? EXL 100. XL Vision EXL 100 playing a game that looks rather like Piranha. Bootleg of uh, Pac-Man. Yeah. It looks French. Emu Joust. A micro bee. There is some really rare stuff. I've never even heard of these before, let alone see I know. Them. In all my years. <laughs> virtual Boy. If anyone wants a headache, have a quick go to the Virtual Boy. Do you know I've never played one? I'll have to go later on. Alex has got one. I know. And they're really fun. It's yeah, a game but, I play but, that Shira uh, play and it's really good. Only for short amounts of time. Yes, and then get off the yeah. quick. There's a Prince Tronic, uh, like a Binetone uh, Pong there, and a little tiny yeah. four-inch telly. Excellent. Clarky Cage Vertical, just like yeah. I make Clark. That is, I don't know what that's doing. Same as your one, isn't it? Oh, Super Nintendo, I've seen one before. SD to SNES. It's playing Bomberman on uh, some sort of uh, multi-car. Do you like Bomberman? No, never liked it. No, do I. And there's a GameCube here running four controllers running obviously um, Smash Brothers Melee that's a big game for people as well people love that game I can't stand it but no I don't like it my son used to really like it when he was younger and my lad yeah he used to have four of his three of his friends around and he used to play that and I just yeah you're going to banging and don't, don't even know players. what to, oh, the enemy <laughs> that Hello, Hello, All right, no, how I, you doing yeah not so much Good Good hi Sean this yeah, is hi. Paul from Maximum Power Up Podcast I've got some in my bag for you have you yeah, well. I have indeed <laughs> But I've got something in my pocket for you. We should it's my wallet. this later. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, mate? When did I'm you get up here? Um, well, came up last night. Last um, night? Yeah. Right. Stopped over at Phil's. Um, we then sat down to record a podcast episode, and then it crashed after two and a half hours of recording. Failed. Oh, yeah. Nice. We've so, only done once, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. I, lo- I lost a lot of the audio and had to mix some of yours. It was on poor yeah. quality. I had, I had a bad copy of it. That is a podcast nightmare, that is. No, no. Well, usually we do... Um, you know, we record both our ends, but yeah. obviously we're recording the same room for the first time ever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Phil's just there, catching up with oh. uh, one of his mates. And yeah, um, it was a bit frustrating, so we rescheduled for Tuesday. How annoying. I know. We were doing our uh, E3 uh, thoughts. Oh, yeah. yeah. We just had a chat to a few people. Let's conclude our walk round. We're getting sort of inundated by cosplayers with blue hair. Yeah, what oh, is there's that? A, there's a pinball machine here. It's got a... Um, virtual pinball, Virtual yeah. pinball. It looks quite nice, doesn't it? And he's playing Funhouse on it, which is a famous pinball. It looks really good in that cab, doesn't it? It does, actually. Okay. We've got to squeeze through now, mate. I might bump into you a few times. Loads of vendors uh, to our right selling loads of stuff. Loads of box stuff. So that virtual pinball, you've got an LCD at the bottom, which is the play field. Yeah, like an old uh, then you've got TV. The, then you've got the back glass, which that looks really good, actually. Yeah, it's really nice. Looking, it's even got it? the fake lights behind the back glass, isn't it? Yeah, it looks really cool. I yeah. like it. I like it a lot. That actually looks good. You can't tilt the thing, though, can you? You can't nudge it. Yeah, the only thing that would be really cool in it is if you had um, LCDs on the side to change the side out as well. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Make it so. This is getting really packed. I'm going to walk down the I know. That's a 2600. Warlords. Playing Warlords, which is one of the best games on the 2600. Loads of stuff for sale to the right. I'm look down there like Can't even get down here now. I recognise that high score table, that's Iridium. Yep. Iridium. I, re- I really like the music on this. It's about a 30 second piece of music. That's a 128D. That's a really odd looking thing, isn't it? It's a, one, it's a normal uh, Commodore, uh, Commodore 128.
Titus. Oh, that's that stupid rabbit. Fox. Yeah, whatever he's called. I think Memo, that was... A Memotech MTX 512. Funny looking computer with an odd looking cartridge inside of it. There's some really strange to feed. Really There's nothing yeah. standard. It's very good. Oh, yeah, we've got to standard now. Atari 7800. Atari 7800, yeah. What game is that playing on the Philips MSX2 there? Do you recognise that game? That looks like some kind of World War II shooter where you go You're to... You're not allowed to mention that. ...kill Tokyo people. Yeah. There's an Amstrad GX4000 there with, like, a multi-cart in it. I didn't even know they had a multi-cart for that machine. I've just read recently that there is one. All oh, right. And there I've it is. I've just seen one. There it is. <laughs> Tandy Vision 1, which is obviously uh, in television, made by Tandy. How cool is that? That's playing that. It's totally that. different, isn't it? Looks like that old 3D shooter. It's very different from mine television, that's very different. Yeah. Collectivision. Donkey Kong game. Rubbish controllers. Now that is that was supposed to be almost arcade perfect. It's really time good. It is yeah. a really good version, yeah. It looks good. I never oh. I never had a click of it. Twin Famicom playing a game called Super Pig, I like the name of that. What is it, Twin Famicom? It's got the disc system and the cartridges together. Ah. Uh, you can get them in Japan, two a penny. Look, there's a disc in the front there, three-inch disc. Two for a penny? Two for a penny. Good God. Turok and the Nintendo 64. <laughs> Super Game Boy. I was going to say she smells fishy, but she might punch me. Oh, yeah, mermaid girl again. Uh, there's a, oh, look at that. There's a Game Gear running on a screen, on an LCD screen. I don't know how they've done that. That's quite cool, isn't it? Some sorcery. Some, yeah, it's got a VJ plug in the front. Because the Game Gear screen was never that good, was it? No, I've got one at home that's broken, actually. Great idea, though. Yeah, nice. All vendors selling Mega Drive stuff. And... Sony PS1 includes cables and controllers, fully tested, £20. Sega like 32X with an EverDrive or Mega Drive in it. Playing a really cool little car game. Oh, that's really smart, isn't it? Top-down racer, yeah. yeah. Isometric. So you motor offensive boring football game. Multi-mega, I bought one at a car boot sale once for 20 quid. Wow. I'm playing three ninjas. So three of them, not two, three. What is that? It's a CD32. It's a, No, it's a Mega Drive CD yeah. with a cartridge on the back, so it's both together, multi. Right, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, right. Really nice, you can actually use them on batteries. Oh, you can wow. use them as a personal CD player if you've got a 17-inch pocket. <laughs> Sega so Saturn with, uh, I think that's Daytona, sat there. It looks like it. Uh, and there's Crazy yeah, taxi over there. There's air unit. I'm going to sit by it because it's red hot. I here. know. And I've got my coat on as well. I'm going to have to take this coat back to the car. Oh, we've got the air conditioning. I'm cold now. Mum, I'm cold. I like it. It's blowing my hair all over, Vic. Yeah, and mine. Well, that's it. Nerg is over for another year. Nerg. Nerg. And Mr. Marlon, what was your highlights of the weekend? I reckon, just a minute ago, we were playing some games with John Studley. Yeah. Uh, playing a bit of Rally X, a bit of Berserk. Yeah. Uh, I loved playing Kung Fu Master again. I got right into it again. I nearly did it, remember? Uh, yeah. That's the last guy and he killed me. Good effort, that. Good but that, effort. that joystick was set to four-way and it's a bit difficult getting the, the diagonals. Yeah. But I really enjoyed that. I got right into it again. There's always one thing I get into. And that was it this time, and I'm going to play that at home, and I'll complete it. Right. Next mm-hmm. game. But lovely playing with John. He's such a good player as well, and he was giving us a few tips and that. And, uh, yeah, it was nice to play on that little, the little Rally X cab, a little mini one. Yeah. John mm-hmm. won't own. I want that cab. Mm, good, I want that, it. It's very nice. Let me have it. <laughs> My highlights? Oh, I don't know, really. Chatting to everybody and then trying some new games this time yep. that I haven't played before. Blastroids. Yeah, that's a hard one, that. Yeah. Moon okay. Patrol. Sidearms, which I quite like. Yes, you did. 
Um, what was the other one we were playing quite a bit of? Toot and Calm. That's Toot and Calm, yeah. That could be a future podcast game. Yeah, unfortunately, that. That, uh, the board set had a bit of a problem. I think it was a RAM error it had. Quite yeah. an easy thing to fix, apparently. Yeah, yeah and then, died, then just the Good game, though. just the whole atmosphere of the place. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, really. Always, always enjoy this one. Last mm. year was brilliant, and hopefully it's on next year. Mm. So Excellent. Yeah, he said, he said he, there, there's a very, very strong possibility of Nerg 4. Excellent. Return and Revenge of the Nerg. Definitely going to that. What is David? Dave, what was your highlight of the uh, weekend? Just playing all the cabs and stuff. It's been, mm. been fantastic. It's a Charlie Fire Galaxy millionaire <laughs> yes, giving him is. a lift home. Future yeah, world champion on Glass. Yes, yeah, actually, yeah. And Maybe. he's on our podcast first. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll have him. 1.3 million on Galaxy and rising. Yeah. <laughs> you can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 